0: What's Up, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Don't of Up the Ship Podcast. This is episode 109, uh, and today I'm talking to a Space Force Master Sergeant. Uh, for those of you that are unaware, um, a Space Force Master Sergeant, similar to the uh, Air Force, is an E7, uh, so same rank as a chief, right? Um, and he Transitioned from the Air Force into the Space Force when they split off and got the opportunity to go through the chief season and did so as a Space Force Master Sergeant, um, which I thought was really interesting and cool and had a lot of potential for um, like great lessons learned and interesting perspectives coming from somebody that totally different branch of service, totally different culture, totally different leadership development uh, approach and um, and so I just I was really interested to see how he reacted to that environment and the process of initiation and even just functioning within a cheese mess, um, how it differed from the Air Force and and uh, now Space Force and and then just like learning about the Space Force in general is pretty cool too, so uh, it was really fun. Um, hey, real quick, if you can and you're willing to support us. Uh, in whatever way you can. We always really appreciate it. With The best ways to do that, go to patreon.com slash Pick a tier that's right for you and support us if you can. We would really appreciate you. Lots of really cool benefits there. Go check them out. Also, don't give up the ship apparel. It's dgutsapparel.com. Get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, all kinds of cool shower shoes, little like uh, drawstring bags, all kinds of cool stuff, a bunch of really cool custom stickers, and then the challenge coins and D- and Don't Give Out the Shit podcast apparel is there as well. So please, if you can and you're willing to support us, go to those two places uh, and find whatever way works best for you. It's dgutsapparel.com and patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you. There might be some glitches with the video, so I'm not 100% sure there's going to be video. Uh, I'm recording this video intro in the hopes that when I get to editing video, it's not a mess, but we are having issues with it freezing. Um, so yeah, there may or may not be a YouTube video just for everybody's heads up. Uh, and with that, uh, I really hope you enjoy this. Check it out. What it is. If it's, yeah, see, it's glitching still. So like if the video's garbage, I just won't use it. Um yeah, so now it's freezing again. Whatever. Um, yeah, man. So like, we'll like, I know you're a listener, so you know the drill. Uh, we'll just start with, and and this is going to be particularly interesting to a lot of the listeners, I think. But like, start with your background and like what you do for a living. Uh, and, and you can you can start at the beginning too, because um, I know you probably started uh, Air Force and then crossed over when they created it. But uh, just start at the beginning. We'll go through as much of the bio, and and it can be you know as much details you want to get into, and then we'll go from there.
1: Absolutely. yeah. so uh, like you said, uh, prior Air Force person, i'm uh, been in eleven years now, so nine years of it was Air Force, and then I'm uh, working on my second year right now for uh, Space Force. and um, I'm an Intel person, so you know mm. kind of one of those jobs everything's <laughs> always. I never had my phone with me or anything yeah, like that yeah. Always behind a vault kind of thing. and um, it, it's been it's been good. yeah i've I've yeah. enjoyed that kind of career. Uh, I specialize in targeting, so my mm. big thing is, uh, looking at, uh, adversary capabilities and finding the best means to, you know, break their stuff essentially, you know, if they yeah, ever yeah. come to a situation kind of like that. So, um, it's, it's a super interesting job. It's a very tiny career field. So, you know, you know, everybody else, uh, you right. on the air force side, you just, you just know them. Um, that kind of gets, uh, um, even more so in my case being an instructor. So, you know, for the last like four or five years, you know, every student that I had, you know, that is out on the operation side, no, I I taught them probably because there's yeah. a high chance I taught almost every single class at least a couple of weeks there. We would jump in right. and out exchange. So, um, yeah, the the switch over to Space Force was uh, was kind of interesting. I had never had a space background <laughs> before the switch.
0: So yeah.
1: uh, I just kind of threw my name in the hat. Uh, you know, I'm a big space nerd. You know, of course, yeah. Star Wars, Star Trek, all that stuff. Uh. Like that. And, but <laughs> when they announced it, I was I didn't think it would happen, and uh, I was kind of pushing the application to a whole bunch of students because I went down to talk to our our uh, RO five, and I was like, "Is this can, can they also apply and everything like that?" And he was like, mm. well, "I don't see why not." And I was like, "Well, I'm going to go upstairs and start advertising yeah. it to as many <laughs> students as possible." And, uh, ended up doing a lot of their packages for them as well. Mm. And, uh, had a couple of them get selected, which was really cool. cool to actually like see them on the, uh, the first wave list. So I'm one of the first waves, um, yeah. that they've done. They're actually working on uh, a transport board right now. Mm. Um, so they're looking at, you know, and we're, we're, we're predominantly prior air force, but, uh, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, we've actually been bringing over a lot of army, Marine and Navy,
0: which yeah, is had a, one of the, I had a buddy Hawaii. Apply and I was like super confused because I'm like you're in the Navy, dude. Like, what are you gonna do in the space? But like, he sort of has like that type of background that would probably fit. Like, I th- I think. But yeah, so I mean, so I'm not well,
1: originally. They were looking for yeah. jobs that were were more tailored towards space, and there are yeah. some um very space related jobs that each branch mm-hmm. was doing. And so to kind of bend them all under the same umbrella, you know, yeah. bringing over those missions into the Space Force just made more sense. Um But now we're getting to the point where they need people and so if you have the yeah. right education or the background they don't even care we'll
0: teach you the space force exactly. part well, just get over yeah. here <laughs> yeah, just get
1: over here but the issue now is you know the services is as the well seems to be kind of drying up on the recruiting yeah. aspect of things like it's mm-hmm. a little bit harder it seems like to get uh the other services to release for sure uh their people so right i know the first wave of air force they were like yeah that's fine that's fine and then we went yeah. back and asked again and again and again, yeah. <laughs> and it's the pool seems to be getting smaller and smaller for each sure. time. But Yeah. I know uh, that
0: everybody's screaming for help right now. So like some of the enlistment bonuses and weird incentives are just, it's getting, it's getting, yes. you can tell how hard up everybody is for Manning. <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, yeah. a fun fact, and only just recently found this out cause I'm, I'm switching over essentially my version of changing commands. I'm switching over mm-hmm. back to training. So I went okay. operational for a little bit when I went to my first space assignment. And um, to kind of tackle some of the the training issues, they wanted me to switch back because I'm plugged in. I mean, I just yeah. left there, so I know all the players that are in that particular location, and I'm mm-hmm. familiar with a lot of the problems that they're dealing with. And uh, found out that Space Force is the only service that's actually not hurting for people. We actually have a really pool of actually. Well, I mean, we're super small. Kind of. Yeah, su- I was
0: gonna say kind of yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah, new. Well, they,
1: I I think it's eight thousand five hundred ish people on the enlisted yeah. military side, um, mm-hmm. and then. No, I think another 4,000 and change. I think that, well, actually the 8,500, that's both the O's and E's. And then another 4,000 and change for uh, the civilian.
0: civilians. we're yeah, predominantly,
1: it, yeah, we are tons Give civ- it
0: a minute. It'll, it'll develop itself into a rampant and inefficient bureaucracy in no time. That's just screaming for help. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> So it's, it's been a, a little bit cool on that aspect because uh, nah. they were like, well, we can kind of see who we want to take and take, you know, hopefully the mm. best, um, I yeah. some things I've noticed like in the, in the pools of applicants there tend to be a little bit older and, mm. uh, a vast majority of our, um, you know, younger junior enlisted, like they're, if they don't already have their associates, they're really close to finishing their associates. So right. it's, you're, we're pulling in a different, a different, you know, kind of person, real tech, real savvy, smart
0: yeah that doesn't surprise me because when they started doing enlisted women on submarines the applicants you got were like submariners like it was it was weird it was like the the uh character and like the personality and just like who the people were i'm like oh you're a submariner before you got here you're like you were the weird guy on a destroyer that you're like a weird girl in this case like you were the one that like stood out and everybody thought was weird and you're and like really you just were supposed to be on submarines so it's like, it's pretty funny the way that worked out was everybody was all worried about like, would it work? And would they be able to hang? And it's like, oh yeah, like 90% of them should have been here the whole time. So it's just like, it's funny how that works. Cause most of the, like, there was a lot of, I remember, and I couldn't, uh, when I was an A school instructor, I couldn't, uh, recruit them, but like, I could tell them, Hey, you can apply. And so I'd let them know, Hey, enlisted women on submarines is real. And I mean, nine out of 10 girls like women i mean i say girls but like young women that were students were just like nope (laughs) like i don't want nothing to do with that you could keep submarines and then you get one like quirky kind of weird like on the same wavelength person that's like oh that sounds really cool and i'm like of course it does because you're my people it's pretty funny
1: I'd be curious to see like some sort of study on that. Cause I think people yeah. kind of gravitate towards those fields yeah. that kind of interest them across the yeah. board, regardless of branch or service. But it, when you get into like career specific stuff, like there's mm-hmm. definitely certain like type of personalities right. that just draw towards certain so, yeah. things and then excel it's, in certain things.
0: It's like the fabric of the subculture of your community. And you're like, uh, like there's certain people that belong here and then, certain people that probably won't fit in and it's like that's just the nature of like communities and when they got yeah when they all got there we're like oh like you guys yeah you're us like it's like the spider-man meme where everybody we're yeah. all pointing at each other um yeah so tell me about um i'm curious like how wh- and like wh- well let's start with the cheese season stuff first because like that's probably sure. Like, I'm interested in some of the Space Force leadership stuff, and and we can get to that after we go through the chief season stuff. But um, let's go through, like, so I'm aware of this. A lot of people aren't. uh, A lot of people are surprised when they see, like, sister services go through the chief season. And it's been happening forever. Um, Like, especially with Marine Corps guys that are working with Navy commands or at least a place where there's a bunch of chiefs. So, uh, tell me about, tell me about how you got sucked into the chiefs initiation vortex. I'm curious of like how it happened and then we can get into like your experience yeah. and how it went and everything.
1: So, I mean, I've worked in uh co-coms before I've worked with Navy people before, so I've heard mm. about the chief season. Yeah. Some of not maybe necessarily the the best aspect of chief right. season. Cause you hear about all these like horror stories, the Navy time stuff and everything right. like that. And yeah. so well, and, there was always this mystery for clarity.
0: For clarity, you are a now Space Force Master Sergeant, right? Correct. Yeah. And And I was already- Still called a Master Sergeant in the Space Force, right? Yeah. So uh, the ranks stayed the
1: same, except for um, the junior enlisted. The junior enlisted on the enlisted side- Guardians or whatever. Well, yeah, so or, they, they, yeah, well, they're, we're all guardians. So we're, okay, uh, regardless, okay. regardless of what you are, just like sailor or anything, that, oh, Guardian okay, is okay, our, our yeah, yeah. Type for that. And yeah. then, uh, as far as the ranks go, there's this like almost hybrid of Air Force and Army. So you have, um, specialists for okay. one through four, just specialists one, two, three, four. And oh, then okay. We, we dropped, uh, staff sergeant from the Air Force side of things mm. and just took sergeant. And then okay. everything else from E6 and above, so Tech Sergeant, mass Sergeant, Senior Master Sergeant, yeah. Chief Master Sergeant, stayed the same in the Air Force side. Okay. Name. So it's kind of huh. a weird, but yeah. yeah weird hybrid. But- I
0: feel like they should have replaced Tech Sergeant with Staff Sergeant because then you'd have more parity. I, I just never, and there's probably history behind it in the Air Force side, but I just never understood why they were different because of the origins of the Air Force being the Army mm-hmm. Air Corps. I'm like, why didn't they just stick with like the same rank structure? <laughs>
1: So what I do know as far as like that aspect goes is they wanted like very specific things. They wanted mm-hmm. uh, some sort of rank that was junior, uh, gender neutral and, okay. you know, wasn't um, any kind of like class structure. Like, you know, we had in the Air Force airman first class. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want any like first class anything. So just oh. specialist one, specialist like, two. I, I, I don't know. the I could the un- okay, okay.
0: I could understand the first class thing, but I don't understand the staff sergeant thing. Like why, what's the, why, why? I don't I mean, yeah. I get it. There was no gender. There was no gender stuff assigned to any of those ranks anyway. Like, I'm like, I don't, I mean, um, I, I understand like the, when they did rating modernization in the Navy and it was like the sea man and air man, I like, okay, fine. Like whatever. I just it wasn't I, like
1: space I never work space or something yeah, like that. And, or like, and, 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 yeah. And I heard all, all those things. Cause you could only imagine being a space force member going through a, a Navy oh, chief yeah. season process, like the, oh, the my jokes the names, I, like, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> and names, like
0: I would have had some fun with that. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. It was, <laughs> it was every day, every day. I was believe it. Like what, what new nickname am I getting? And oh, yeah. it, was, it was, it was fun though. Like, and I mean, I just went in with that attitude of, uh, yeah. Okay. You yeah. Know, you have to Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> like it
1: gave me an opportunity to kind of like, you know, show my service to them. Cause a lot of people just yeah. don't know. And, and, and to be quite right. honest and we can get into like the, the story of like how it came to be, but I was TDY for this. Like I was not, I was two hours away from my home base oh, okay. um, to go through the season. Um, and, uh, essentially just a little we'll backtrack just to get into it. So, um, yeah, I had, heard about be, the, yeah. yeah had, had heard about the season process, um, a little bit, And, Mm -hmm. um, my previous super supervisor, who's a chief master sergeant, uh, Mm -hmm. he switched over to be the base, um, you know, equivalent to the, um, CMC, yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. He's, he, he switched over to be that. And, you know, we're, we're good friends with their family and my wife and, and, um, his wife are good friends and whatnot, and she's a a retired Navy chief.
0: And so I think we're
1: we're like, just like bowling season or something like that. Yeah. we started talking about it and she's always giving him crap about like, you know, I'm the real chief and this, nah. that, and the other, you know, I'm the chief, he's a chief kind a of thing. Chief, and yeah. So, so I, I started talking to her more and more about it as, as mm. it kind of went along. And I, I made the comment, something along the lines of, you know, well, if I ever got the opportunity, I would definitely... Mm you know,
0: take you <laughs> up on that. And you, that <laughs> was your first mistake because her, 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 ears perked up like a, like a recruiter at a high school going, what you are thinking about? You know, like, yeah, and <laughs> she was
1: like, well, yeah, essentially said like that well, happen. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, next thing you know, maybe a couple months pass and she's yeah. giving me the, um, the CPOI lead, um, mm. his information to reach out to him. And she was like, uh, send, you know, let me write up an email, send it to both me and me and, uh, mm. you know, her husband um, will just look at it and, you know, give you a thumbs up on it and then send it to them. And I ended up sending it to them. They were like immediately within like five minutes yep. of the email, they were like, yep. Them. S- send it. And so <laughs> I wrote up like some personal and professional reasons. I mean, one of the big ones I wanted to do it is because we are bringing over a blend of all these different mm-hmm. services. I wanted yeah. to kind of Get some sort of experience, because how am I to know as, yeah. a, as a prior Air Force person what are the best things on yep. the Navy side or the best things right. on the marine side or anything like that? so I looked yeah. at it as an opportunity to to kind of learn something outside of you know my traditional Air Force wheelhouse, which is very different from anything yeah. i experienced in season <laughs> <Yeah, I>
0: but <laughs>
1: so, so uh, I ended up emailing uh, the cPOI lead and this was still like months before uh, the promotion list had come out and mm-hmm. so you know, I was kind of given a, a shot back email of, well, this is not a nine to five, this kind of thing. And he I, it yeah. was just really just kind of giving me kind of a, a warning of like, do you know what you're getting yourself right. into kind of thing is how I perceived it. And, you know, I told him, well, yeah. That's how they meant like, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And and both uh, the both the CPOI leads, amazing. Like they mm. were just Top notch the, the season, I think. You know, I don't have any other seasons to compare it to, but right. I mean it just flowed extremely well. I'm really interested to see like how it's going to be on the other side. And I absolutely mm-hmm. plan on going back and oh, good. uh doing yeah. whatever I can. And I'm trying to stay as connected to the mess, even though I'm kind of dislocated. There right. are a couple of uh either uh reserve chiefs that kind of work on this base several retired ones so we're trying to get something started up here but again it's from the ground up and so the closest Mm -hmm. mess that i have to me is still a little under two hours away but right um, i'm very well known down there now at this Ah, point that's cool (laughs) so So, um, uh,
0: yeah tell me about the experience man i'm curious like because you said it sounds like it was really well run so like i'm hoping that it was mostly positive but yeah like let's get into like the your experience not, not just, like, the uniqueness of being a Space Force guy, but I'm curious about, like, in particular about, like, um, your... And, and, like, we can work to it, but, like, your overall kind of, like, was this a positive leadership development experience for me as a senior NCO or not, and why, and stuff like that. But, like, what was the experience like?
1: Uh, extremely humbling. So ah. uh, I think that, that I think that, that's one of the best uh, aspects is, like, you kind of you kind of get until point of your career, like, you know, you don't feel like you can learn anything or anything yeah. like that. I'm not saying that applies to everyone, but there's definitely a tendency to kind of get comfortable in your right. shoes. And so this was a great reset button of just like, uh, I don't know what to oh, do. Yeah. Like this, yeah. is, this is super stressful. Um, yeah. You know, you have a, a thousand tasks and no matter how well you mm-hmm. think you did at a thing,
0: yeah.
1: uh, you could always do better. Or you completely missed the mark and yeah. you know, you're like, hindsight you know maybe I should yeah. have done this a little bit different um so that was that was definitely the the big thing but I mean it was it was a um you know just a culture shock in general from the initial uh introductions which that was that was yep. you
0: know meet the mess that was, yeah
1: meet the mess <laughs> so uh I mean we had about I want to say a little over 50 selects
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so I went through uh at Winimi, and so okay. we also had uh, with the CBs And Mm. so, um, you know, even they joked around that they have their, their own culture and their own, like the Navy, but it's, it's, you know, a different kind of Navy is how they always described it. Um, so we had them and then, uh, for some of the bigger events, we had, um, Point Magoo come up and do some Mm. other stuff. Um, but yeah, from the initial, uh, introductions, uh, which was, you know, getting asked the questions and put in the spotlight and everything like that, which for me wasn't as bad. so my job requires me to do a lot of briefs and talks mm-hmm. and, you know, so I, I was pretty okay. comfortable kind of being on the the stage like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it definitely yeah. was, it definitely was something I never experienced, nothing I've right. never seen that the air force ever do. And, and, uh-huh. and yeah, sure. They may, they may put <laughs> you up and you may have to give a PowerPoint brief or something like yeah. that, you know, for a class, but it wasn't, um, where you go up, you have like, no time to prep you don't even know what they're gonna ask honestly other than like hey here's a couple of questions yep and then just steamrolls right into whatever
0: that's part of our senior enlisted academy curriculum is they and i i'm assuming they still do it but uh you're in this big so you're in split into smaller groups but then when you come together as a big class in a lecture hall i mean there's there's like a couple hundred people there um they would call it extemporaneous speaking and they do like 10 people a day where they just randomly call you up there and ask you a question and you don't know what the question is. And you just have to stand there and like talk off the top of your head about and It'll be something like, what do you think about women on submarines? And you're just like, um, (laughs) like, or like, and they challenge you. So like nowadays they probably ask like, what do you think about transgenders in the military? And it's like, it's a, it can be a topic that's sensitive or perilous or whatever. And it could, um it could like set you up to fail with like if you're if you're uh any biases come out or anything like that but also like you gotta you gotta um be aware of it so like if you don't even know anything about the topic they're like how are you gonna are you gonna shoot from the hip are you gonna lie Are you just gonna make shit up like so it's one of those like uh uh weird like challenges but it's also like a really good thing um because that's one of the things with the podcast that i find um That I'm actually like as I started doing it back when I was an A school instructor, which I feel like that's when I got good at speaking in front of groups of people, too, because I was an instructor Uh, and then I was SEL the last year. So I was in front of like the whole student population all the time. Um, And so, yeah, it made me like a way better extemporaneous speaker, essentially. Like I'm much more comfortable talking off the top of my head, maybe a couple notes on like a card or something just to remind me not to forget to talk about this. But I do a lot better just talking off the top of my head, which is probably not normal for most people. Like they probably do better with a script. But yeah, that's a lot of what they do. But then the the dirty little secret is that you're like, there's no right answer 99% of the time. So it's like you could be the best public speaker in the world. Like they could put me in a time machine and erase my memory with a little men in black flash thingy. And then like put me in that same position with the skills I have now. And I'd still get lit on fire because, you know I mean? Like they're trying to, I mean, it's another, it's a whole nother thing, but like they're, they're purposely uh, putting you under stress and overwhelming you and blah, 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 just to see how you react and and such. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I I definitely saw that and I definitely felt that. I think a lot of times it was to see if you would waffle or if you would change your stance Mm -hmm. or if you would just fall in line with whatever, you know, yeah
0: can like tell them yeah it's like a trap to see if you'll tell them what they what you think they want to hear or if you're going to stand up to them and and say what you actually mean or feel or whatever and then but then that can be that there can that can be its own hazard as well so then it's like yeah
1: yeah no it was uh, always no matter if it was a training event or mm-hmm. if it was something you were constantly i don't know maybe not second you know doubting yourself on it, but you're always, yeah, is this what they were yeah. looking for? Is yeah. this not what they were looking for? Did I miss yeah. the mark? And so mm-hmm. that was, uh, that was definitely a reoccurring thing. But, uh, I mean, the, kind of the interesting and in issue, the particular issue that I ran into is like, everything was, was new to me regardless yeah. of what it was. Yeah. So it was not only a crash course in learning season stuff, um, but just Navy stuff, Chief stuff in general, whether it be mm-hmm. the rates, like, I mean, every, you think of anything, yeah. you think of an acronym. because stuff, I'm, yeah,
0: you don't yeah. know anything.
1: <laughs> I mean, that was, luckily yeah. I had an, uh, an RDC uh, that was that was also select. And so, I mean, oh, even nice. y'all's uh, actual just commands were different. Mm-hmm. You're just your typical drill commands. You know, sure, they did the same. We do the yeah, movements. Yeah, you
0: but accomplish the, calls, the same thing. But, yeah. but the
1: calls would be different. And so, I definitely mm-hmm. had to teach myself a, a lot of stuff really fast but uh, at least going into the season i i felt extremely prepared but that's kind of like part of the uh the analyst in me kind of came yeah. out so you know what could i do what could i find scouring the internets you know and that's how i came across podcasts actually one of my friends uh, before I, before both me or her joined the military she's uh, mm-hmm. uh, ps1 uh, down in san diego Okay. Uh, and so I had told her, I was like, Hey, there's a chance. Cause I had, at this point had already been messaging the CPOI lead, uh, back and forth, but there was going to yeah. be like some logistic issues on like, you know, what am I going to be doing? Cause I couldn't just be going down there just for the season. And right. I ended up not going down there just for the season. Uh, funny enough. So he's like, yeah, we'll take you at, at a certain point. He's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll bring you into it. He's like, we're, we're actually pretty it's pretty common for us to have an air force person cause there's an air force detachment down there cause it's vehicle mm-hmm. ops maintenance. So they, they on average have at least one, um, master sergeant select or one, okay. you know, master sergeant, or maybe even senior master sergeant going through it. So that's pretty common from what they were telling me. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, I was telling her, I was like, hey, there's this chance I might be running, I might be going through the uh, chief season process. And she was like, oh, well, you, you got to listen to this person. And so it ended up being uh, a okay. podcast <laughs> that, that uh, she, she plugged me into.
0: and Shout out to PS1.
1: And so it it ended up uh, just kind of, you know, aspiring out like, what could I find? And of course, Mm. you know, I, I, around the same time, I know one of your podcasts talked about, but I come across like the tradition of change. And Mm -hmm. um, then of course, all the stuff, all the resources are already on like the Mick Ponds page and just kind of reading as much as I can. And so when I got
0: there, uh, you probably knew first. more than most of the selects did, dude. And that was not a good thing necessarily. I know, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All those other selects probably got their souls eaten by the chiefs because you knew more about the Chiefs season chiefs and the Navy than they did. Yeah, oh, so, that would have yeah. been so good.
1: When, uh, yeah, when, uh, when it's like the first day or two and I'm singing anchors away, all three verses yeah. and the other person doesn't, <laughs> you know, how the F does oh, Space know this yeah. song and you don't Those, know the song.
0: <laughs> Those poor, poor selectees. That's so but most funny.
1: Them, so most of them actually, pre, I don't. I didn't have any, there was never any negative interactions. Yeah. I and mean, of course, they may have just not said it to my face, but most um, <laughs> of them were like, you, you know, why are you doing this? And I told them I was volunteering volunteering for this and I'm just trying to learn and I'm just trying to yeah. you know, appreciate y'all's cultures and traditions and heritage and everything like that. So most of them took it really, really well with that. and they
0: Yeah. Fully yeah.
1: accepted it. It was like, oh, that's awesome. They're like, yeah. uh, if this was voluntary, I don't know if I would be doing it kind of thing. Right. Somehow yeah. There's like, a
0: lot of a hesitancy. lot of sailors act like, like you inevitably during the season at some point, uh, the chiefs have to have this conversation about like how they're fortunate to be there and to like take advantage of the opportunity to be here because there's a whole gang of people that would trade places with you in a minute. And so it's like to see dudes like you or, or like anybody from any other service going through it's just like it's a privilege, and it's like and I say that be and i'm a I'm a pretty i mean i harsh is probably an appropriate word. I'm a pretty harsh critic of the chief season and the way that we do it and and a lot of the things that we do and blah blah blah, but like I still think there's a lot of value to it too, and so it's like it's oh, one yeah. of those things that um it's a Like, I I don't like the word crucible, but it's it's apt, I guess. It's like it's a it's a pretty good crucible style event to galvanize a lot of things in your in your head. And one of the ones you pointed out earlier, which is like the um, kind of sticking to your guns, it's like they challenge you so much. And then by the end of it, if you've gained nothing else, it's that we don't do like shooting from the hip. We don't do telling people what they want to hear. We speak truth of power and we stand up to people and we defend people. And that's what we do. Or at least that's what you should be getting from it. Oh and yeah. so like, no, that you should walk out. away with that power. Yeah. Like you should walk away with the ability to be pretty, to dig your heels in and it doesn't matter who's blasting you. It's like, no, like this is not the right thing or this is, is the right thing. And, um, and yeah. yeah so, I almost like lost the, my military
1: bearing the first time I saw a uh, chief, uh, pull out his, uh, his hand pistols and start going pew, pew, pew and like, <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to a guy that I, I like, I, you know, he was whatever he was briefing or training or something like that. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, like, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right yeah. at all. And then of course, yeah. so yeah, the PPP, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll never forget that. So, you know, yeah. saying a thing without knowing a thing is definitely important. Like making sure that whatever it is that you're going to say, cause you know, I mean the, the lesson learned was, you know, with the junior enlisted, you're going to tell them a thing. It better not be tribal knowledge. It better be yeah something that you can exactly. back that up with whatever facts. And so making sure that you, know and maybe maybe it's just because i'm kind of used to from that kind of career field of like Mm -hmm. you know getting asked these like random questions hey sir or ma'am you know i don't know but let me let me check and i'll get back with you i'm always big on get backs especially like as a prior instructor like hey you know if you as a student don't know something like it's Mm -hmm. okay to tell me you don't know just pause, right you know get back with me later whenever it is, you know, yeah. I mean, I'd rather, I rather have the right answer than the wrong answer and then go yeah. turn around and share that wrong answer with like five or six other people, which then mm-hmm. just spreads like
0: wildfire. So definitely yep. appreciated it's, that. It's funny how often that happens. I mean, it's not funny. It's sad, I guess. It's just like how I like all the way up through my, like through my entire career, I used to have to have conversations with people and I'm talking to the, the flavor of like, Like I submit evals that I reviewed and then uh, the retired uh, admin guy from the Navy that's the personnel officer now is like sending them back to me and they're all screwed up administratively. And I'm like, no, that's not how this goes. And here's why. And I'm sending him screenshots of the book on how to write evals. And I'm like, dude, you're the subject matter expert at this. And he can't explain to me what's like, what's going on or why this is like this. Like, why did you change this? from like uh frocked to selected or whatever and like what does that mean what like what impact does that then have on how the eval is viewed and recorded and blah 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 and it was just like just like put i want and that's one of the reasons why i'm i was and like i'm not so much anymore because i'm retired and i was unplugged for a little while there at the end but i was always very up on all the institutional expertise stuff because people kept telling me oh, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, why? <laughs> because this book says I can. They're like like I had I had a CMC tell me one time that there was a rating conversion program um, that my guys wanted to be crypto techs. Like they wanted to be CTs and they were cooks. And I fi- I'm the career counselor. So I'm kind of the subject matter expert on that. But the Cobb has like been around a long time. He's been a, a career counselor in the past and stuff like that. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to submit these... Uh, These conversion packages oh yeah that program's not real anymore i'm like it's in the millipers manual so (laughs) looks pretty real to me unless i somehow missed the revision so then we pulled in uh turns out it was right i submitted the packages and they got converted and so it's just like it it burned it into me that like don't just accept the answer you're given by some random dude behind the counter or somebody that's like responding to your email or whatever because i could give you just a a list of answers or stories like that where it's like all I did was push back a little and they caved and then oh hey turns out this book says you're wrong weird (laughs) like go from there but that it's so common it's so common and that's why like I'm always like make them tell you no you know like submit the package ask for the thing like you know what I mean and make the institution tell you no because not only are most people generally operating on stupid tribal knowledge things. But even then when it's, they they might be correct if you ask anyway, like there's things that are waverable or maybe you can do this other thing and then uh, get it to go through anyway. So yeah, ridiculous. What, um, We're
1: actually suffering from the opposite problem in the Space Force. Really? Uh, yeah, because we have- Too many dorks
0: oh, in one place. No, too many no, smart we kids. Have, <laughs> we have nothing
1: to reference. That's the problem. We oh, have, there's, we, no we have, there's no there's book. There's no book. There's no book. It's like, you know, for the longest time, you know, people would wear whatever patches on their yeah. arm and and it's like, well, there's- Okay. There's like a, a, a literal two page reference on what my yeah. uniform differences are. And uh, I don't know. So people are just yeah. kind of, it, it was the wild wild west. west yeah, them, just like, there are no rules. There's no rules saying I can't do it, yeah. but there's definitely no rules. So we're, we're actually kind of like, we're just starting to get some of our like initial publications. Like we've mm-hmm. got our guardian ideal and we've just got our, our, um, um, space doctrine pub, um, one dash so we're just yeah. starting to get like some actual stuff, then be able to actually reference certain things. Yeah. But it's still a lot of just are like they, how, how
0: you want to yeah. interpret yeah. it, or yeah. whatever <laughs> you want to do,
1: or if your lo- uh, local command even has a policy on a
0: thing. Yeah, are you guys putting people through boot camp right now, or basic, or whatever, as oh, Space absolutely. Force? Yeah. Okay, so So that's, th- there is so a. So they have board. no books or standards on how to wear the uniform that they're training them it's, to wear in boot camp.
1: <laughs> it's the air force equivalent essentially right okay. now we're just kind of diverting just back copy to paste like,
0: and then yeah, yeah. So, okay. so we
1: still do it at Lackland. we still do it mm. uh under the air force umbrella now we okay. do have our own squadron that pumps out just guardian flights so okay you, you know you don't have for a while yeah. there you would have like some guardians and airmen mm-hmm. all together going through bmt but that's that's no longer the case it's now yeah you know separated so you have just guardian ones and then just uh, okay you know, airmen ones and that of course the the ratio is drastically different very few uh space force personnel versus you know several several uh squadrons full of um air force airmen yeah yeah, exactly yeah
0: okay um so talk to me about i want to go back to the um the finger guns thing so like the and, and not that event specifically but um kind of like the tone of that uh interaction so like how much Cause you, you even mentioned like the, it was very outside the box for what you're used to in like normal, uh, like general military training and development in your history in the air force and space force. So like, how did you, um, like, how did you feel about like those types of interactions? Cause they can get, and I don't know, like if if you had the like world's best run season, maybe you didn't encounter it that much, which it sounds like it was pretty, pretty good. But, um, It's like you do encounter a lot of those like in those environments where you're constantly pushing and challenging and calling people out. It can very quickly go off the rails into stuff that feels like demeaning or like uh, just like unnecessarily like petty and childish sometimes. So, like, did you encounter a lot of that stuff like the finger guns thing? Yeah. And I'm not like I'm not claiming innocence here by any stretch of the imagination. Like, I'm sure I've done stuff like that. But it, I also understand um, somewhat in retrospect and some just from my last few seasons, like what did, did any of that kind of that stuff happen or, or the tone overall did, like, did you have any trouble with it or was it a good thing or.
1: I mean, I, I think it was a good thing. I think it kind mm-hmm. of, kind of snapped people back into reality kind of thing. I think they're you know, cause again, it kind of goes back to that, you know, you've, you've gotten to a certain point in your career where, you know, um, maybe just a, a polite conversation doesn't necessarily get across to you. Like how some of, some of those kind of training events went in in the Mm. chismas where you're getting, you know, yelled at or pointed at or something, something's getting brought up and the tension's definitely getting cranked up, you know, to 11. And so I, I think it was beneficial. Now I will tell you in the moment, uh, when you're on the other receiving end, sure. It wasn't, wasn't right. fun, but I think right. that there was a lot of benefits to it. I mean, when you kind of again go back into the hindsight portion of it and you kind of do some self-reflection, not only immediately after said training event or, you know, after postseason, because there was a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I took I took a little time off right after the season and really just kind of went through uh some of the material, you know, mm-hmm. the charge book and everything like that. Yeah. Just kind of thought about um The season in general, and what did I learn? And I try to journal as much as I could. I was like really like thinking like, oh, I'm gonna have you know this time, I'm gonna do this. And there was no time. There was no time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it was so many nights where yeah, what is time? (laughs) I mean, and it it does show you like how you think you know your priority, your priorities, and then like what you think is important is really not that important. So I mean, those are all like great little. You know benefit lessons that were kind of thrown in there and i think yeah. depending on the the different because we had a, a range of different uh, rates and you know mm-hmm. people we had some that were real young in their career and then we had some that were you know like 18 years in so it was a really yep. good uh diverse group of people and uh you could tell like where certain people fell in certain areas and i think what the um what the uh, cpoi leads and the chiefs on the other side actually did really well from my point of view was um, if you're doing well at a thing, I could kind of get this sense of, okay, I've, you know, maybe someone has proven themselves in this certain aspect. Okay. Mm. It's time for you to shut up. I need this person to kind of step into the role. (laughs) So, you know, I I took, I took it as necessarily being told to, you know, shut up or you're fired was not necessarily a bad thing. Like it was like, okay, we get
0: it. You're good at this. Go away. We need to see if everybody else is retaining any of this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That happens a lot. Um, So, like, because I'm curious too, like how so coming out the other end and and being given time to reflect like. Net positive, but there was some stuff that like could have been done better or just like just roaring success. Like, what do you feel like on the other end of it?
1: There was only one training event uh, that I kind of scratched my head on it and Mm -hmm. I ended up actually so right after, shortly after the event, like within the week, I actually told Mm -hmm. one of the the leads about it, you know, like, Hey, you know, after the season um, I would like to talk to you about a particular event Um, just because it was, I I felt like it had had gone off the rails um, Mm -hmm. a little bit. And, you know, it was, it was a a particular sensitive topic, kind of like how you were talking earlier about, you know, you know, they, they, they like to throw you, you know, things that may make you uncomfortable or kind of get you off, off balance just to kind of see how your reaction was. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, at the moment I just, I didn't understand like, why is this going like this? And yeah. I was super uncomfortable and I wasn't even the person that was like, this, yeah. was, this was being uh pointed to. And so, uh, I made a comment and I, I told him, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what it is until after the season's over with just because I didn't want to, I was worried that I was going to jump in the
0: gun or something, jump,
1: maybe jump the gun or, you know, I'm not trying to, I, I want to make sure that I'm getting the full experience and I'm not
0: being, yeah
1: you know, um not selling myself short on something. So I waited till yeah. the season was over. And he and he actually was, he was really cool about, you know, respecting that wish because he did it eventually. He's like, well, are you sure? He's like, you can tell me now. He's yeah. like, I'll talk, yeah. I'll talk to you. Uh or I'll try to explain it. And so I think he did a, a really good job with that. Now, you know, again, I was only um, you know, I only went, of course we had the big um, you know, with how many people we had, we had the 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 two commands that I fell under. We went to all of their, you know, the smaller events. And then of course we mm-hmm. had like the larger events that had entire chief selects from across the base, you know, whether that's, right. a, you know, uh, teaching to the creed and a couple of the other like major base events. We had like, um, the, uh, selectee, uh, Olympics that the CBs put on, which mm-hmm. is, you know, several multiple bases long or uh, wide. So uh, in, I, I would say it, I don't think there was anything that was super unnecessary. I don't think there was anything mm. like highly inappropriate or anything like that. But again, good. I know what the other commands experienced. So with yeah, in yeah. The two that have I have no
0: context. Under,
1: yeah, And and so the one of the commands I fell under was actually where two of the CPOI leads for the entire base was at. So you okay. know, if 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 the other commands were running it as well as as those two did, then I would say uh, extremely net positive. Um but I did hear that there were some commands that were getting lit up more than others are or having problems. I I don't know. Again, I don't I hear things of course and that's where, you know, I don't I don't know what Right. And
0: I almost am looking at it like I'm I'm I I'm super interested in like how you felt about it, viewed it and and what you got out of it, particularly because you don't have that context. Like all you have to compare it to is your experience in the Air Force and the um I almost said chair force. Just <laughs> don't hit me. Um, the <laughs> and the space force. Um, and so like, and that's, what's interesting to me is like, it's a lot of us are so indoctrinated over our careers to kind of, you have at least an idea of what's to come. And then of course, like when you go through it yourself and get on the other end of it, then you get to experience a bunch of other versions of it on the other end. Um, but it's like, I don't know, like it's part of our DNA in the Navy where as not only is it like a a to- totally different process than you guys do, but then it's like I would say it's like, um, I don't know, like culturally or like um I don't know, like ideal, like the ideologically different or whatever, where like the way, cause I can, the little bit of experience I have, I worked with a uh, air force. Like we had, we shared the barracks at uh, Fort Lee where we did our a school with um, all, they had all the services airmen in that building. And I think there was something else that they did, but um, so we, there was like 500 airmen in the building and we had like 150 uh, sailors. And then we, we, had NMTIs and MTLs like working together in that building too. So like we would, I, I saw a lot of like, I would come back to the barracks and just light the students on fire about something or like get super hyped up about something or whatever. Like the way we communicated with the students was very, very different than the way the MTLs like were allowed to communicate with the students. There was a lot of fear about like getting in trouble for talking to the students wrong or something. And then um, it's just like, we were I don't know. We had a lot more leeway. And so I I was wondering like like how different is that? I mean, yeah? so okay. I guess
1: I well, I I would agree with that just for one example alone is I got to sit on my first uh, it was a DRB.
0: Yeah, and oh god. Yeah. yeah. So
1: <laughs> and, and it was with a, yeah. it was with an A student. And so, yeah. you know, uh I think it was even something we had to get signed off in the PQS yeah, and probably, so yeah. uh so I was like, I don't even know what this is, and they were like, yeah. "Oh, you're in for a treat." Gonna learn we today. Actually, <laughs> right? and so I, I was, I was getting told a little bit about it before it actually like started. And, yeah, and, um, I was like, "This, we have nothing like this." Like, I, yeah, I, are, are you serious? And and so well, I, as yeah. I don't want to get into the super particular details of that particular yeah, person, yeah. but uh, you know, obviously there was an incident that that the sailor um, you know participated in, and. Um, you know, of course I walk in, um, you know, sit around the table and everything like that. And just the pro- the process of, in which they bring them in mm. and you have the master yep. of arms there and you've got all these yeah. senior uh, enlisted personnel in there and, and the, the questions just start coming out. Yep. You know, the story starts to unravel and yeah. you know, every little <laughs> aspect of the story that conflicts with the other aspect of yeah, it just starts. Yeah. to uh, It just, yeah, and then,
0: and then and it then goes they from fold like, like, like real, a cheap lawn chair and they're like, I did it. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> and so even at the end, like after, you know, things, it got a little heated, but I said yeah. a little heated. And then even at the end of it, like after it was over, they were like, that was a tame one like it can get way worse and everything like that so it it, go ahead
0: it can but it shouldn't most of like that it should be rare when it gets a little fiery because like uh, and that's like the the knock on a lot of drbs is that it it can degenerate and i'm not saying that this happened with with this one in particular um because it might have warranted it but the uh the majority of the time, it's like if you go in there because usually like they enter, you read them the rights, you tell them you're being accused of violating this article, UCMJ, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you start asking them questions because it's supposed to be part of that investigatory process. But um the. You should go into it with the attitude of like, what's the best case scenario for this sailor? Like after the fact, like what are we need to go in? We, yes, we want to find out like what actually happened, but we want to find out, find out why it happened so we can prevent it from happening again. And like, we should be, it should be part of like, it's just an adjudication process that on the other end of it, that sailor is like, okay, yeah, like accountability happened. Now you're being sent on your way. As long as that's possible with whatever they did, um, to go like, start working their way back up, you know, like, and it, and it's. It's not supposed to be a beatdown that we then hold against them forever because they have a black mark on their record. Which sometimes I feel like it leans more towards that than. And and that did not happen in this case.
1: That's what I liked about it is like the Chiefs were there to take care of it at the lowest level Mm -hmm. and to take care of it at the level it should have been taken care of. Because the in the grand scheme of things, being just an outside observer for that. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder how that would have been handled in an Air Force slash Space right. Force kind of mindset because right. I, th- I think that could have gotten, like the, I think the initial, I'm going to say punishment for lack of a better word, would have been a little bit more on like the paperwork side of things yeah. and yeah. pushed further than it needed to be because honestly, right. just fact finding, okay, cool, we found the details of this mm-hmm. particular story. Uh, what do we need to do to correct the behavior? Bing bang boom, kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that yeah. that came out extremely well. Um, it's just interesting because of how you, the fact finding approach took place. Because yeah. that's yeah. that's just that's just a that, different dynamic. We just don't have that.
0: It feels like like in my interactions, and again, I'm no expert, but like in my in my interactions with the Air Force NCOs that I was close with, it felt like there was like this. Uh, fear culturally of doing that kind of a thing because oh no we might say the wrong thing and then the student can file a complaint or whatever and it, it was this very weird and it might have been just unique to that like wing or what that training wing um, i would say but it's it was unique like-
1: to the different uh the different uh career fields i think i okay. think di- the, yeah so i think certain career fields you know like security forces stuff like mm-hmm. that probably not so much but i definitely yeah yeah think that one you of have my to, I mean,
0: one of my mtls was security forces and she was she hated that job because she was just like i'm like i might as well not be here like i can't do it i can't do what i'm supposed to be doing like i'm here to hold these kids accountable and train them and supervise them and whatever and i'm not allowed to do that it was insane like there were people going around the mtls to the first sergeant at the wing or whatever it is like whatever the higher level thing is um and it was it was like the NCOs that were in charge of doing like they and they really are like the disciplinarians, like they're there to maintain good order and discipline with the students. And they were like just getting lopped off at the knees every five minutes by like the the higher ups and it was gross. It was tough to see because and that was where the like they were jealous of like what we were allowed to do. And I was just like, I don't yeah, that's ridiculous to me that you guys aren't allowed to to do that kind of thing.
1: From my personal experiences, yes, I would actually agree with that statement. But again, I can only speak from my narrow career field and, you know, the previous training um, command that I was at. So it may or may not be like that elsewhere, but um, yeah, yeah, I definitely feel like, and I'm more sometimes more the abrasive kind of person, or at least I like to think I am. And so I Mm -hmm. definitely feel like I have to watch what I say or how I say certain things, even if I'm not trying to be negative or anything like that, Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of at a certain point, you know, maybe get the job done kind of thing. And yeah, what I need a yeah. person to do the thing that I need them to do. Yeah. You know, Hey, yeah. you know, when, you know, that thing was due yesterday, uh, where's it at? Yeah. Uh, we haven't done it. Let's, you know, if we can do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I <a> definitely <laughs> am somebody that like, I, I was always plagued with the, I'm unapproachable and I yell at everybody just cause I talk like guy smiley from Sesame street. And I'm like, dude, I just talk like this. Like this isn't like me getting like animated about something people are like oh yeah he yelled at me and i'm like no i didn't if i yelled at you you'd have heard me in the engine room like i'm very loud and so like it's just like what like it wasn't even close to yelling but just because i have a louder deeper voice than a lot of like my peers it always i had to like be very cognizant of how i was talking to uh juniors because they I would get that all the time. Like he's a yeller, he yells at everybody. I'm like, I've yelled like twice the entire time I've been here. And when I do it, it's like a story. Like the whole watch set, because a submarine's so small, it's like everyone hears it. I wake up half a birthing like I'm an extremely loud person. Like when I'm on fire about something, you're gonna know. Um but I it's very rare and in my mind, good that I it is very rare because I don't think it's appropriate to yell almost ever. But also I like picked up on this, um, perception that people had, like on my first chief's tour that I like me just talking like this was yelling at them. And I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta like repackage this somehow, but.
1: Well, I think that's one way to, you know, not be an effective leader is if your tone Mm. is always a hundred percent all the time, if you're, if you're just that kind of person, then I think people kind of get a little bit turned off to that and start ignoring you but when you throttle it back and when you bring it out when necessary and when required it's like oh crap we gotta let's (laughs) let's i got yeah
0: i got a lot better about it but it took a while because i'm just it's hard to like you're effectively changing the way you communicate all the time because i had to like reset my baseline And it's like, it's unnatural to me to do that. So it was, yeah, it's kind of bizarre, but it's also largely necessary when you've got that many people saying, Hey, (laughs) we don't want to talk to you about anything. And that's my whole job is for them to, to be coming and bringing me the issues and blah, blah, blah. But, um, so like, I'm curious now that you're on the other side of it, um, how has it changed? Like your approach to what you do? Uh, cause like, I know it's very different culturally, but like what's like what's let's start with like what's the leadership structure for a senior NCO like you uh, like in the Space Force? Like what do you what's a day in the life like How, how are the like what's your function in your chain of command, stuff like that, like as a senior NCO?
1: So for my current one right now that I'm getting ready to leave, it's not a great example. Cause it's, it's definitely okay. just weird. I, I work directly for my O six and okay. so then we're just a pretty much a, a two man team for what we're doing right now. Okay. Um, but traditionally you would be, uh, at the master level, you'd be in charge of a flight. Uh, mm-hmm. so flights can vary on sizes, you know, maybe 15, 20 people underneath you and okay. you have some frontline supervisors, um, you know, under there. And then, you know, all the flights were usually breaking off by their different mission sets. So when mm-hmm. you're talking about Intel ones, you might have like a flight of just imagery analysts. You might have a flight of uh, target analysts. You might have a flight of all source analysts. And so they kind of take care of whatever particular mission aspect that they have. And then they fall under, you know, whatever, you know, our equivalent, squadron where with space force it's, it's drastically different than the air force. We're kind of trying to get okay. as flat as possible. So we have uh, essentially three field commands and then a whole bunch of deltas and then we have our squadrons and each squadron does a particular mission under yeah. those deltas, which do a particular mission as well. And so, um, it, it's pretty, it's, it's it, most, most of the jobs, uh, especially in the space force outside the ones that require like, cause we do have a lot of jobs that are, uh, Shift crews, you know, because satellites are being flown constantly yeah. and everything's got to be tracked and monitored all the time. So there's definitely a lot of twenty-four hour gigs. But if you do find yourself in one of those standard office jobs, I mean, it's you know seven, you know, seven o'clock start, you know, seventeen hundred maybe at the latest on a you yeah. know on a long day kind of thing. So it, so is
0: it's, it when you say flat? Is it more like because you guys are all like technical? technical specialists doing the thing 24 hours a day is it more like like a higher ranks are doing like administrative like the administrative side of like managing the people and uh maybe they're like a shift supervisor or something when those people are But otherwise otherwise you're largely like hands-on technically because that's what you guys do or yeah um, are you more detached
1: it's a little bit, of, it a little bit, it's a little bit of both. So okay. you're not doing the thing as much, but as a senior yeah. NCO, you are expected uh, the process in which the thing is being done. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're trying to generate some sort of product, uh, you may not be the one that creates the product. Uh, your troops are, but you fully understand the process that mm-hmm. that entails. So you can yeah, speak yeah. and you can acquire, you know, any new resources that are required, or you understand like the, the manpower requirements behind it. You know, Hey, if we've got to build, you know, X number of products, we need X number of people within mm-hmm. X amount of time. So you're, you're still very much plugged in. You're still very, yeah. um, you know, kind of in line with that technical expertise. It's just, you're, you're no longer
0: widget making essentially. Yeah. yeah. How do you uh, what like pulling lessons learned from the Chiefs season? How does that like how do those how do all the good things that you walked away from it and the experience that you walked away from it with like integrate into your job? Uh, Like just as a senior NCO in general, but then also, I mean, you could say like you're leaving this unique job now and kind of going into a more traditional one. So like how do you see those things integrating and like making you better Uh, if that's if that's where you think that is going to happen.
1: Well, I think one of the, one of the biggest takeaways is a good reminder of that, like warfighter fighter mentality, because I do think mm-hmm. that people, not every job in the air force, but, I definitely say a lot of jobs in the space force specifically kind of forget mm-hmm. that warfighter mindset because they yeah. are working those office jobs because they are buying right. the computer. You know, I, 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 I worry that sometimes people forget about the operators on the other side. Like, yeah. you know, I'm maintaining the GPS constellation or the SATCOM communication capabilities for these, you know, individuals on the other end, you know, mm-hmm. sure my job's nice and comfortable, whatever air conditioning right. kind of thing, but I'm I'm I am in the military. I am part of the profession yeah. of arms. I need to make sure that I maintain the service. So I think that that was that was a I mean not necessarily a personal reminder for me, but it was a good to get entrenched with with those kind of people that, um, you know, are on that other end. That you know, especially like yeah. with this with the CBs for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's nice to be reminded of that. So bringing that back and you know reminding some of the people like, hey, you know we're doing this job because of X, Y, and Z reason for this particular, you know, people or whatever Mm. it might be. I think that that's probably one of the best aspects of it. Now, I will say that one of the best things that I I think Navy chiefs have that I wish I had as a space force master Sergeant is this automatic network that you get going through the seasons. So that's something that, you know, you can build it at an individual level. Like I like to Mm. network. I mean, just, the fact going through the season I'll I'll never turn down an opportunity uh to to branch out and to kind of I always joke around call it my bro network. Uh but that's yeah, on a that's personal level. What that's, it is. That's, yeah. that's, that's that's what I created through my mm-hmm. career. Not everyone's like that. Not everyone's gonna right, be right. that. the the um you know they are going to be introvert, not the extrovert kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. And so with the Chiefs mess, that at least gets your foot in the door. Like once you go through the season, there's that commonality of regardless Mm -hmm. of what command your base or whatever you fell under, like we have this expectation that you did X, Y, and Z at a minimum standard. Now, I think that's where I think where you talk about maybe the standards across the whole thing, um, maybe they're not in line. Again, I've only seen one season and one command. So I don't I don't know that, but I, I have heard right. that from several chiefs going through the process, especially when I was having mm-hmm. like my one-on-one sessions with them and just kind of learning a little bit about them and some of their leadership styles and their approaches, yeah. which I think was one of the the one of the best mechanisms yep. of the season is yeah. having that forced one-on-one time where you're yep.
0: you know you're going Getting out a charge and, meet, and yeah. hell yeah,
1: meeting a mess, yeah. I think was one of the best um experiences and uh and, and leadership styles. And and so I think that. I wish we had something like that in the, in the Mm. space force. And I, and, and I don't think there's a reason why we shouldn't like we're so small, there's no reason why I should not be able to pick up the phone and contact another senior NCO on the banks and to get a thing done. But the problem is, is like, I had, had so I had system issues uh, right before the season started and Mm -hmm. um, there was a, a, another master sergeant to come up came up and was um, looking at the systems. He's a calm guy. And Mm -hmm. uh, I had never seen them before or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, you know, Hey man, you know, what are you doing? Um, he was like, Oh, I'm trying to fix these. And I was like, I've never seen you around before. What's your number? What's your information? If I ever have any problems, Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you need anything, trying to build that. Cause honestly, those computers had been down for a while, like uh, a surprisingly long time. And I was really frustrated that I wasn't getting anything done. And no matter who I called, I wasn't getting it fixed. And so I was trying to like get this person to like, Hey, hook me up, fix yeah, my crap. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah. I need, I need, I need to get, uh, get, you know, these systems back so we can get it to work kind of thing. And, um, you know, whereas I feel like in the chief's mess, I saw so many times throughout the season where there would be a problem or an issue mm-hmm. would just come up. And if they didn't know how to fix it, they knew a person that they could yep. contact that could. Yep. And I felt like everyone gets to, uh, gets to yes, versus the mindset of, oh, that's not my job. I can't do that. And that I feel in the space force. And again, these are all my personal, like, but I, I, I so often see people go, oh, that's not my job or I should have done that or something like that.
0: Yeah. Well, can you, can you do it? Yeah. There, there is, there is like it's, it's a double-edged sword because there are times where it's like, um, we we do that but then there's times where it's like uh in in the spirit of uh there being no such thing as it's not my job a lot of times the the overachievers are the ones that you get just like piled on like i've experienced it i got a bob that does pocket like that dude always experiences it as you become the easy button it's like oh okay we can just make this guy do it um and it's not it's not always the case but it, it can happen quite a bit and it sucks when it does but I would agree that it is like I I have leveraged that network a million times to um to help sailors out. And even when it's like I'm cold calling a chief, I don't even know. It's like I kind of do know him, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, hey, what's up? This is Master Chief, whoever. Yeah, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like the just starting the conversation with the premise that like, OK, like I'm calling a Master Chief and I say I'm Master Chief, whoever. It's like it's a different conversation than. Uh, first class calling master chief and it's a different conversation than an officer calling. Like um, we're just starting at a different start, po- start point, start And largely like, you'll hear COs joke about like, I don't want to know what you had to do to get this done. <laughs> and it's like, you're right. You don't want to know, but we got it done. And it's yeah. like, I'm generally, uh, I, I'm not one for breaking the rules, but I'll bend the shit out of them. You know what I mean? And it's like, especially when it's, it's my, um god i put in my stupid uh i gotta make sure i take a picture of this hang on sorry i uh <laughs> i'm putting in the ch- i was putting my footnotes in the ch- chat i think but i've done that before so then when i log out if i come back to edit it i won't have any footnotes um actually no i think i did it right whatever anyway um but it's it like there are times when it's like my prerogative or like it's gonna any heat's going to fall on me or I can stand in front of the bullet or whatever, where I, I, like, I tell a story about a guy who was having a really hard time uh, in his personal life and came to work uh, smelling like alcohol, but like he didn't drive himself there. Somebody went and picked him up. It was based on like, he, he had a really volatile home life and uh, didn't always deal with it well, but we were getting him through all those things and he knew he could trust us. So he called my LPO, which was a second class, and he went and got him, brought him to the boat. So now he's safe. He's away from a bad situation. And I put him in the storeroom. And while well, my guys put him in the in like the dry stores, um, so he's away from everybody and kind of hidden. And they came and got me. And they're like, "Hey, like we need to, you know, he's in there and he smells like booze." I'm like, "God damn!" I'm like, "Did he drive?" They're like, "No, we went and got him. Like he's fine. He just..." And I'm like, "All right." So I went in there and talked to him, like, found out what was going on, and then. That You're at that fork in the road, like you mentioned earlier, where it's like the maybe the Air Force would have just dropped the, an anvil on his head. And there's a lot of Navy commands that would have done the same thing. Um, but I went in there and I just talked to him and I understood the situation because I know my people really well. And I've been going to the court dates with him. And I've been like, I went over and picked him up at his house one time when the cops got called. Like, I know exactly what's going on here. And I know that the the problem wasn't really him. The problem was just how he dealt with the volatility and the emotional part of it um and he at least made enough good choices to call the lpo so that they could come get him instead of driving or anything else so i sat him down in there i'm like all right get him a plate of food keep an eye on him like when he sobers up and doesn't smell anymore like we'll you know gotta we'll send him home and um but like we sent it i think he stayed with somebody and whatever but it's like i could you know like a lot of people would have made a very different decision there where it would have been like it would have killed the kid's career it would have uh probably just burned all the trust down that i had built over probably about a year of of trying to take care of this kid and trying to get him out of the situation and it's like so now what i have is uh, a kid that's out in the fleet doing really well he got promoted he's uh remarried now has another kid on the way like and he's just flourishing and it's like it also could have went really wrong like it could have something something else could have happened really badly and and then you're looking at it like I should have brought it up and let the accountability process do what it does because um then at least the chain of command would have known maybe they sent him to like some alcohol treatment or whatever, which you know, like I don't really think he needed, but it was a weird gray area judgment call. And so it's kind of like well, it, it sounds it, like was you it... knew
1: the person well enough to actually I make did. that call. And so I think yeah. that, that that's definitely one yeah. thing that was hit on a lot throughout the season was getting out in knowing don't just be the office chief kind of mentality. And so, I mean, with the typical line of work for at least a a master sergeant, most Mm. of them are out in those flights. So you're, you are, you know, out of the office, you're, you're embedded with, with those guys and you know, your people hopefully pretty well, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, But I think the fact that you're able to make that call is based on the fact mm. that you knew that, per, that individual situation. So you made right. a judgment call and yeah, sure. I mean, we could all, we could all go into the, uh, what ifs and this might've happened, mm. but you know, I think your understanding of that situation is what led you to ultimately what sounds like the best decision, uh, for that yeah. individual. But I, yeah. I can tell you right now, I, I've definitely seen situations where, um, they were out of out of my hands, and they were, yeah. you know, maybe students uh, that I think should have gotten a better, you know, a second chance or something like mm-hmm. that. And they weren't just because you know everything yeah. was was taken care of. Very black or white kind of mentality. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think that that's always the case. I really do think no. that there's a ton of gray. Uh, it's just, do you have do you have the people that are willing to uh, essentially kind of I don't know put themselves on the line? kind of yeah. thing. I mean, I mean, it, it takes, it takes a little bit of, you know, a degree of courage or risk um, mm-hmm. when you're actually putting yourself out there for someone else. Cause you never know. People can burn. Yeah. I've, I've, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I've been burned by students before where, yeah, you know, trying to take care of a situation or something like that, trying to keep it at the lowest level possible. And, you know, luckily it wasn't anything like super, super egregious or anything, but right. there's definitely been times where, well, they did it a second time and
0: yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah we didn't we didn't just find out about this actually it happened a month ago yeah um yeah i like the i like the trust that like when a ceo trusts me to deal with a thing at the lowest level um i i think it it helps junior junior people feel like they're human beings and this is more of like a a relationship where i care about them and i care about what's in their best interest even even when I'm like I'm the the one kind of making things difficult sometimes by pushing them or by holding them accountable or by whatever giving them what they need instead of what they want kind of thing but um how do you like how do you look at like because you mentioned it earlier like the the chi- uh, particularly with the Chiefs mess, but even I always talk about the identity that Marines have. Like I don't know what's in the water at <laughs> Paris Island or wherever the uh, I forget the other one, the boot camps that they have. Well, the it's like,
1: standards are established really early on, and they yes. are drilled into you. I mean, that's the thing. But I they mean, have,
0: have not. An- an identity like where it's like just this unshakable identification with the Eagle Globe and anchor and the United States Marine Corps, even when they get out, even the bitter angry ones that get out after one hitch, it's like, you just see that it never goes away. And I think the Navy's like, we're like we're like decent at it. I think the army's probably a little better than us at it, but still like, eh, and then I don't even think they think the air force tries and it's like, it's kills me because of all the positives that I see that come from it, that I just, it feels like there's, and and again, I don't know what they do there to accomplish this. So if they're plugging Plus them in, the everything's or changing. Something,
1: well, everything's and, changing. I mean, that's, that's the one yeah. thing, at least with like the chief season. Yeah, sure. The, you know, you read tradition of change and the season alone right. has changed, but I mean, you, right. And the Navy still has a lot of tradition and heritage. Right. That they just continue to, you know, reflect upon and teach the next generation. Like I'll, I'll tell you right now, the equivalent of the chief season for a air force and space Force senior NCO is a week, mm-hmm. a week long class mm-hmm. of, you know, and it's not even a full day's worth And where they yeah. have, uh, you know, uh, either, you know, senior, senior base leadership will come in and have yeah. know, a little hour long jam session with you. Right. Or you'll have like all these base representations from like, you know, FMP and yeah, yeah. you know Family Readiness Center and all but the that's, and have like the base ors come in and and they'll uh, come in and they'll 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 like hey we're this person we provide these things and it's yeah. like okay I already Neat. I knew that already at this yeah point, exactly like at this Dude, point in my that, career if you're telling me something new uh, then there's that, a really big problem but that's yeah. exactly what they do and there's nothing like I even uh, had the guy that I ran I felt so bad because he's an awesome Master Sergeant that runs this program. Yeah. but he he apologized to the class that we're going to have one pt session and i'm like what is happening right now like why are you apologizing yeah. that you're requiring a single pt session during this um and yeah it was like one set you know like we have to get some history in there and it, it, the approach to that whole thing is like i don't feel like it should be i i have to do this because of x y and z like be proud of the history you know
0: yeah and, you know, take the time yeah.
1: to learn and learn the service songs like i think that's one of the, the the coolest things that you guys do is yeah forcing that and i know not everybody takes yeah. the time i heard uh-huh. actually i was just uh, finishing up listening to the uh the one that chief bob did the heart rates one and you know where some of the memorizations people took the heart and and did it and some of them don't and i we it was the same thing with our with our guys some people yeah like yep i need to learn this thing and then some people were like i'm not doing it at all
0: yeah yeah and and that's the what's weird about it because i think like and i'm i'm really happy that it worked out this way because i i fit in a lot better with this mold but the submarine community does history and heritage really really well and i i don't necessarily know why because if you consider like the the length and and um the just breadth of the history and heritage that for the rest of the navy all the other all the other warfare communities have been around way longer like so it's like there's a lot more history and heritage to draw on but for some reason the submarine community it's just like it's everything like it's so important the the way that the the dolphins are are earned and and the process you have to go through and the there's always heritage tied to that and it's just cool to see it um and and it's cool to see it done in the way that it is done because it's it's in much the same way that i see the marines like just that stuff's downloaded into them like yeah it's like it's like the same thing happens with submariners minus a ton of good order and discipline like the, there's a there's a bit of a clown show when it comes to like uniform regs and stuff like that. but um every submariner I've ever known that gets out, whether they retire or they separate after one enlistment are incredibly proud to be dolphin wearers. And so it's like there's and there's a component of that that's just all that history and heritage like they're they're. Uh, indoctrinated into the story as if they're part of the story because they are and they really believe that they are now and so it's like they all you know like and i think marines do it the best um and it's something that i've always seen a just ton of value in for that for for the reason of like i see it happening in the submarine community but then when i got to work with marines i was just like oh okay this is different like they do it across the board it's not like like I'm identifying with my warfare community. Like this is like, I'm a submariner first in my mind. And then being the the cook is just like a thing I do on the submarine. Because also like the way that the culture is, it's like, you don't just do your job. Like you stand a bunch of watches that have nothing to do with your job. You, uh, you're when there's a casualty on the submarine, you're doing everything, but your job for, for most people. And it's like, we don't have, um, you don't have a, a a job on a submarine where all they do is their job. You know what I mean? Like if there's a casualty, everybody's being a submarine or you're not, I'm not worried about what the galley's doing. You know what I mean? Like, right. so um, I think that there's a, just so much value in building that identity and building it based on that heritage, which it's like, it's harder for the air force because they're the newest service. I think I'm pretty sure when they well, broke the space, off as our, well,
1: it's, well it's space force now. now.
0: Yeah. Now. And then yeah, now, that's what yeah, I was getting to is like now 47, 47, the space forces. Yeah.
1: So air force was 47. Is brand new. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, the idea, the idea is like, you have to identify what it is that you mm-hmm. you want in your, your service. So I know that that's right. a big, that's actually one of the, the big things that they're, you know, they've putting together a team to kind of go after that that what you're describing right now, what mm-hmm. is it that we want in our guardians essentially? Like yeah, what, yeah. what kind of, you know, culture do you want to build? What kind of mindset, what kind of individuals are you trying to, you know, cause we're still going to have individuals, but what are you trying right. to at least get the commonality across the boards uh, right. on there? So, I mean, there are, um, you know, groups that are taking place, you know, uh, ah, working groups man. that are trying to like identify what yeah. it is. That
0: I, you want- what an opportunity to, to get it right, man. Like I, it's so, it like, Cause like there's all these things that like I have seven years of podcasts complaining about, you know what I mean? And it's like, what an opportunity to yeah. be at the tippy top there in those meetings and like really nail it. Because like that,
1: that was one of the main reasons for wanting to yeah, sure. Like, yeah, to, like I said, I guess, be a the best part of it. The, the being the nerd and everything like that. But how cool yeah. is it to, to actually yeah. have those discussions and it's like, you know, no kidding, like two I mean, we're about to have our third birthday coming up next month. Like nice, no kidding. Establishing like the cultural norms going forward yeah. has been is super cool. So I mean like as far as my yeah. space force experience has been, it's been nothing but but honestly positive. Good. Now of course there's like the 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 growing pains and the infancy yeah, stage. Course, I even talked about this throughout the chief seasons to a lot of the chiefs, like, you know, hey, I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out and I don't have all the answers and I'm just mm-hmm. trying to experience as much so I can at least make some recommendations. You know, yeah. Hey, the Navy did it this way or the Air Force did it this way. You know, like what what's best? Cause I, I definitely think that there's some things that the Air Force does really well that mm-hmm. you know I, I maybe I didn't see necessarily that the Navy did in my period of yeah. time with them, but there are definitely things that the Navy did that i never experienced in my Air Force. And I think there's a balance between the services, which is what really makes me excited about being a service that is stealing from every other service. Yeah, yeah like exactly, flight, dude. <laughs> yeah, when I'm in a flight and I have a, a prior army guy, because they're, they're, so I even though right now I work just directly with my 06, I'm very plugged in yeah. with a lot of my prior students and everything like that. Okay. So I go over there and visit them constantly, just kind of mm-hmm. see what they're doing and try to stay operationally relevant. Cause they're more on the op side of things where I'm on the admin side. And so I'll go over there and I'll shoot the, shoot the crap with them, but they've got army. Uh, we, uh, the IST, we'll call ISTs inter-service transfers. And so, uh, they have army ISTs. I think they have like a Navy personnel over there, uh, mm. They have some prior Marines. And so it's yep. really cool to just see them come from their different yeah. uh, cultures. And it, what's, what's yeah. hilarious is like, you know, you'll hear the, the the complaints that, you know, you're traditionally associated with like the Air Force like yeah. Space Force people. And you got the Army guy just like, I'm so happy I'm not Army anymore. Yeah. like I have to do with X, <laughs> Y, and Z or, you know, like I'm treated like a more of a adult, which is I think adult, one thing yeah. that the Air Force does really well is, you know, mm-hmm. even as a junior enlisted person despite sometimes they feel like they're, they're being, you know, babysat, um, yeah. definitely throw a lot of responsibilities I'm, on them yeah. very early on. Like it's not uncommon for the air force, especially like in my line of work to have like a, an E3 get thrown in front of an O5 or an O6 Especially mm. as an E4, like, cause I mean, a lot yeah. of time those end up being our, our true subject matter experts and right. having them, having them, uh, you know, brief, uh, you know, a particular weapon system or capability or something like that is, is a, is a cultural norm. And I think that that's yeah. something that we do well. I, I don't know how it is necessarily other than the Navy side of things, cause I didn't get into like the particular rates or experiences like that. Other than I
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was with the, the two commands that deal primarily with the, uh, the officer, uh, training and then the, uh a schools over there so i didn't get a lot of interaction as far as like the actual job goes but i mean i I did do a lot of cool yeah
0: it's it's very like rate and or uh warfare specific so like on a submarine there's 120 to 180 people depending on the platform usually and it's like i have way more access to senior people than i would on an aircraft carrier right like where a junior like a seaman. Unless like, but there's unique career fields where like maybe an Intel person is the person that knows all the things about that. I don't don't know if this is true or not. Like, I don't know how they brief, but I would imagine that, you know, there's an ad carrier strike group admiral or a CO or somebody like that walking into the Intel shop and getting briefed by more junior people that are more up on it. Um, But like, yeah, it's very, it's very community and platform and rate specific cause like same like, you know, special forces, much smaller, much more access, much more, uh, of like a less formal relationship with more higher ups and they are just going to have more access out of necessity more than anything. But it's like, yeah, it's very warfare community platform and like rating specific. So it's kind of like case by case I would think, but, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a giant fan of, uh, what's her name? I pulled it up so I don't butcher her name. Joanne Bass is the chief master sergeant of the Air Force currently. Mm -hmm. And like
1: uh, 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 Roger Toberman is uh, the Space Force version of uh, okay, yeah, Yeah, and And I
0: don't. He's he's
1: been really yeah.
0: I wish I thought I followed him, but I don't know if I do because I see her posts all the time, and maybe she's just more active. But she's definitely more um, active
1: than he is. I mean, he's still he's yeah. still active, but um, she's extremely active from what I can tell. I'm a giant
0: her. fan of hers, and I'm hope hopefully I'm I'm judging that correctly, but like I've I, I think the stuff she does on social media where she's not afraid to. To like, she just posted on the other day about like, so I think it's like a new eval system the Air Force has, and it's like terrible. And she posted like a meme, like, oh, got talking canceled. about how so
1: it's, you have no idea yeah. how bad it is. So bad, like, oh. they, they finally had to like walk it back and just like, hey, yeah, we get, yeah. we, we can't, yeah. we, we, we don't know, <laughs> uh, we're just gonna invert back to the old way
0: that's so, hilarious that's yeah. like yeah she posted like a meme that was making fun of it and she's like look we see you we understand how pay- the pain and we're we're not ignoring you and it's like a lot of she does a lot she kind of like it's almost like breaking the third wall or whatever in the movies or whatever they call it where it's like you're talking at the camera to the audience and it's like, I feel like she's doing that where she's just like, I see you read it. Like i she like addresses stuff or like people will tag her to like get visibility on a thing and she immediately addresses it. And it's like, that's cool, man. Like the fact that she's willing to interact and stuff. And um, I like that, that like culturally, she's willing to have conversations about like, like they've relaxed hair regs and they've relaxed a couple other things. And it's just like, Cause like, why are we doing this? Like, and I've had that conversation about like, I used to be the hands and pockets guy in the Navy. And it's like, it, it took a while, but like, I basically got talked into the, my understanding that it's an unenforceable standard. And it, especially in a working uniform, like, why are we even doing this? Like, why are we oh, doing no. this? And I,
1: like I my hands and pockets, but you know, that's dude, the Air force. we're allowed. We're allowed. So yeah, all I know. Guys, yeah.
0: I'm over there with my hands and pockets. Oh, yeah. That's cool, yeah. You, oh, you want to see know? my <laughs> uniform regs? It says I'm allowed, but like, yeah, it's, it's, I wish we would like look at things like that and, and question like Admiral Richardson, when he was a CNO did a lot of that, where it was like, when we went back to ball caps in our working uniforms, the, a lot of the female, and I had female staff members that were saying how ridiculous it was that they couldn't put their bun through the little hole in the, cause it'll just like fly off their head if they, when they have their hair done correctly. And so like it, somebody brought it up on all hands call and he just, he was like, yeah, that's stupid. And he was like, Hamdi, domdy, you can you can put your bun through your uh, the hole in your ball cap now. And so stuff like that, it's like, that's how easy it is to change that, really. And I like you see her actively engaged in doing things like that. And obviously, I mean, she has to get certain people to sign off on it, but she's making it happen. So I wish there was more of that level of like transparency and just like interaction where she she's she ain't afraid of talking about anything. It seems like so you I'll just have to find
1: people that are going to be comfortable with social media because i think i think yeah. that we're kind of yeah. we're, we're we're and and i'm not i think i'm a little bit younger than you but i you know there are people that uh were in that generation where they were brought into the internet kind of thing like yeah. we were, we were yeah. old enough to like we were disconnected before but yep. now we're connected yep. um and honestly we're we're a temporary thing we're mm-hmm. the next generations that are coming behind us like they are going to be 100 plugged in and for sure. And being on yeah. those platforms and um, social media and everything yeah. like that. That's just that's the the norm for them. So I yeah. think it, it's a little bit harder to find people that are in the older age brackets that are more comfortable doing that. Um, right. I know that our chief, uh, Master Sergeant for the uh, Space Force, he does these um, podcasts periodically that are really good. At, nice. Uh, the biggest gripe that most of the Guardians have is they're not frequent. Like, I think he yeah. originally promised like maybe one, one a month or something like that. And right. Then, like he even apologized. Like he was doing really well. And I think it was like yeah. X number of episodes in. And I apologize. Like I haven't been able to do these. Yeah. Often, but just been busy kind of thing.
0: I feel like you, you, and I, I love that he was doing it and that he viewed it as important enough to do. But like, I think it's one of those things you just got to make time, man. And it's like, I don't, I don't think the audience would care if he just like spins his iPhone up on a flight or something and just live streams or just records and then hands it off to the people that are going to edit it and post it because like, like yes, would I love him to be sitting in front of my setup and doing it because it would be better audio quality. I suck at video. I'm working on it. Leave me alone. Um, I don't even know if there's going to be video for this podcast, but it's been the same frozen picture for, yeah, I, years, I know it's but been you know. a self, a frozen thing of me looking down at my phone or something, uh, for the last half an hour, at least. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that there would be a lot of the same value that I, I see when I watch, uh, uh and it what would I call it? Do I, Chief Master Sergeant Bass still? Or is she like a special, like is it mcpon level? Or like does she have a special just, title? Just, uh,
1: it is a special you, title.
0: Uh but do you say it different or do you just say Chief Master Master Sergeant There is a
1: relatively new acronym for it. I just don't I don't want to butcher it, it. It's
0: not SimSAF or something like yeah, that. Something like whatever. That, yeah. Hey, you know what I'm talking about. She probably wouldn't care if I butchered it. Yeah. Um it, it seems like uh the same positive aspects I see of her being so active on social media would be gained by somebody like him doing like a weekly podcast. And it's like, dude, I don't need you to like, we know you're flying around, you're doing, you're testifying in front of Congress. You're doing all this crazy stuff. We know just get on something and record like, dude, I used to at the, and I'm not advocating for this necessarily, but i <laughs> at the very beginning of the podcast, I used to record them in my car during my commute. Cause that's, sh- I was deploying it I, that's when I had time to do it and I wanted to keep it going. Uh, and I thought it was important enough to do. So I just did it that way. Uh, and that was based on like some dude, I used to listen to his podcast and that's how he started out. So I was just like, well, that's what I got time for. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it would be, everybody would understand it to be exactly what it is. It's like, and nowadays you can get pretty nice microphones to just plug into an iPhone. And so it's like, dude, when you're on your flight or when they're driving you to the next place, like you could discuss, and you know, the dude probably needs a break once in a while too. So like, I'm not trying to fill every waking moment with like something to do, but I'm just saying, like, I think that stuff is really important, especially in the day and age that we exist now, which is why, and I mean, thank God I had the foresight, you know, seven years ago to decide a podcast is the move. Because that's why that like that was the idea was reach the sailors where they are, like reach these people where they are, which is glued to the stupid phone they have in their hand all the time. And it's like the it's just getting worse. So it's like for the people at that level, it's like I don't even need them to be uh, Joanne Bass. I just need them to be willing to let the kids that are two generations behind them set up a like a little sure microphone on a, on a tripod in front of them, plug it into their phone and okay, we're going to, this is what we're talking about. You know what I mean? And like you could do a really Spartan setup and get pretty solid uh, audio quality and video quality in a hotel room while you're on travel or wherever and, and accomplish like fireside chat, like stuff where you're uh, you're in contact with the most junior people at the deck plate level um or the whatever i don't know runway level like <laughs> the launch pad level oh, um, <laughs> the uh, but like i think i i think that stuff is is so important and i i wish more people did stuff like that on a regular basis and it seemed they are very slowly waking up to it and it seems like service by service they're very slowly waking up to it but I wish that, cause I like, and I, maybe the she older does. Hats
1: are, um, older hats are starting to retire. And so the ones that are more comfortable right. like I said, are, are right. getting to those positions. But I just rather like what I appreciated when he was doing those podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. is getting the information directly from him because there mm-hmm. space force is having an issue where I'm finding things out on Reddit yeah. before ah. I'm finding things <laughs> out on, on proper channels. Like I'm getting, I'm getting the, the, you know, whatever policy or things like that, the rumors, the rumors, which end up often being true are coming out on Reddit long before. I, Which makes it even more
0: important that he do that, that he get on there and be in contact with you guys on a regular basis It's like and I'm not saying he's got to monitor Reddit, but you like, you all got people for that. Does, but, that's,
1: that's, that's, I've had posts yeah. like where he replied back and he's definitely, right, he, which he's, is, he's super active on good, that, which is really good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Good. And that's awesome for the same reason as Bass, but like, it's like, I don't need him to do it. I just need somebody to do it. And I need his voice being the one that like, okay, put a microphone in front of his face. Yeah. You know I mean like, yeah. It's as simple as a MacBook Air, a microphone, and a little camera, and we're, we're up and we're good. And it's like I don't know what they call them in the Air Force, but we have like mass communication specialists, and they're really good at their job. And it's like just le- and they're kids, so it's like let yeah. them do it, like let yeah, them. We just, we let just them. have
1: our PA, PA public affairs folks, That's right? Like, right? Yeah, they'll run but like still PA runs like the base, uh, whatever. Which yeah, is, yeah. Here uh, I'm at I'm at Vandenberg, and um, yeah. we have an amazing PA here, you know. But we always yeah. have like the rocket launches constantly. Mm-hmm. So they're really good about, you know, getting those captured because those bring a crowd, you know, whether your military population, but the civilian population will, will, you know, have these little gatherings and like anytime SpaceX does one, like the SpaceX community, a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of SpaceX followers will definitely come out (laughs) and do their parties and everything like that. So it's, it's cool. They do a really good job with social media.
0: Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, like in your in every community even if it's not official like which they they it sounds like they are and sounds like they're really good at their job but it's like there's also dudes like you and people that are even younger that just have the skill set to like you have a a pretty solid podcast microphone in front of you right now like so it's as simple as just getting him the world's cheapest setup and having him like do that stuff on a regular basis and just having those kids do all the legwork so all he's got to do is pull up, like show up start talking and then walk off to his next engagement
1: yeah, um, what topics but, am i going to cover kind of yeah kind of thing yeah, yeah i think it'd be yeah. a great approach to just getting ahead of a lot of you know particular mm-hmm. issues or anything like that. god it would help so
0: much dude let in yeah, the navy like it would help a lot
1: What's crazy though, is like all these things that are taking place that our senior, uh, level, uh, enlisted people are, are doing are these, mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome because I know at their level, they're taking a lot of the recommendations and, you know, mm-hmm. everything from like the, the space Force song that came out, of course it came out like right in the ass end of uh, season. So, yeah. uh, you know, it was like, Hey, learn this new song right at the last second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But you know that song was uh, written by an airman that they actually ended up transferring over to become a guardian. So you know nice. you've got all these people that are injecting a lot of this stuff. But um, you know getting that getting that up to his level. But then there's so many times, and this kind of bites them uh, a little bit. Is uh, they'll okay? For example, RPT stuff has been a, a big hot topic. So yeah. uh, earlier this year, uh, it was announced that we are not going to have like. Uh, a formal PT session type required for the annual physical exams, not it's going to basically go away. And so okay. everyone was like, yay, uh, now you're going to start wearing wear tech and you know, you're going to have to like log so many hours at a certain, you know, um, you know, heart rate, X, Y, and Z. You're supposed to be working uh, towards your, 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 parameters and everything like that. Okay. And so it, as the year progresses and we still don't have our wear tech and we're going almost down mm-hmm. to the year, uh, come to find out that, you know, the, the funding and the policies and the, yeah. the politicians that are above them are, you know, yeah. maybe throttling that back or not able yeah. to do it or whatever, whatever is happening behind the scenes. So sometimes it almost feels You know, no fault of theirs, but, um, almost feels like broken promises at certain times. So that's one of the things that, but that's a very, that's a very air force space force kind of like problem set to have like, Oh man. (laughs) I'm not gonna be able to have my wear tech this year. I'm gonna to have to take that yeah. out Oh, No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: so. I don't have <laughs> brand new shiny things to play with. My life is so hard. But it is it is a cool concept. <laughs> and I hope that all the
1: branches do. Like uh, could you imagine like the, the parameters and the data little that, that people yeah. would be able to have? Um, you know, your your whether it'd be like heart conditions or anything like that, like we can actually yeah, monitor where- you can actually talk to your physician and actually get some good I'm a
0: little creeped out by it because I'm kind of weird but like also I understand all the benefits because like like for instance I have a Fitbit that I bought like six months ago and it's like I wear it when I sleep uh just to see how well I'm doing with sleep because I have a bunch of sleep disorders blah 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 um and like you know not sleeping exacerbates all my other stuff but I don't like the idea of wearing it all the time because I don't like the idea. Of be, and like it, I say this net with I get it. I have an iPhone. It's tracking me everywhere. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm not that smart. But like I've looked into like smartphones and like black phone that used to be out and all this other stuff to try to get like I just have this thing about privacy for privacy's sake because I'm one of those weirdos that gets into like the yeah TikTok. I'm a big. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, my yeah. wife does. And I hate it because I heard it can like jump phones or whatever, but um, I, I did download Later. it for five seconds Later. because, well, yeah, I did. I did. No, well, I, that, my I'm wife, gonna, my I'm wife. That, yeah. So yeah, well, I'm not well, going to win that of,
1: argument. Well, I remember one of the training. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not going to win. I, I, I brought this up there and it ended up getting brought up during a, a, a chief uh, season training session on social media usage and Mm-hmm. um i straight up told them like, it was like the my introduction for that training session was how many of y'all have tiktok and like yeah. half the piece raised their hand i was like delete it immediately delete it. <laughs> immediately yeah. and so yeah. i went into like a spiel on what i could actually say and, you know, so i have a weird I, and you I'm
0: can honest. just it'll be a yes or no answer i guess but like so just in case you can't answer it or i don't see why you wouldn't be able to but like so i i did install it on my phone at one point when i was doing uh I did an episode with a chief that had a TikTok video go viral. And so I wanted to like learn more about what she was doing on TikTok. And she actually pointed me, she's like, go look at what I actually do. And most of it is like, like helping sailors and mentoring sailors and stuff. And then she just had this one video that it's kind of a bad look, but I deleted it afterwards because I started hearing all that stuff about it. Is it like, is there... Once it's on your phone, it's like already got its hooks in. Or once you, it, is it when you delete heard that it
1: too? I've heard that. Yeah. as well. I don't know one way or the other, honestly. Okay. For that, I do know that when you do sign I up, I did delete you do, it. In the in in the, if you look at like everything that you're agreeing to when you install yeah. it, it does have access to a lot of things that I think people aren't aware of when it comes to right. like, you know, what they're storing on there, mm-hmm. what other things that it can kind of like snake its way into. And so yeah. when people install it, I, I just, I, I worry that most people don't realize what uh, privacy they are giving up once they have that on there at that particular time. Now, I don't know yeah. that if there's the, you know, the agreement allows them to, to have things that linger. I don't know. Okay. Um, I just, I, I've. I have been aware of its capabilities since like almost day 1 just because of who yeah. owns, who owns that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you follow back to who actually owns it right. and it's
0: concerning <laughs> We're a and private it's like, company. Yeah, sure you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, I
1: it, for the longest time because I have a, I have a, a teenage daughter and for the longest time like I was a giant piece of crap for not letting her have it on yeah, her of call. course and then I of was just like sorry. That's the, yeah, I was like just can, no. There's, yeah, there's, just uh, know Several other things you could have, but that's not gonna be
0: one of them. That ain't one of them, yeah.
1: And so if you have uh, yeah. like, to any of your listeners, I would say, you know, like I know it's an addiction on TikTok to be on there, but uh uh just be aware yeah. of like, like who do you who do you want I, to truly have this information?
0: Right. And that's what I thought about getting like a throwaway phone and just keeping it in like a Faraday bag or something where like I cause because there's, I'm in this weird place where I do content creation and I'm trying to, uh, I don't know, like turn it into like a pseudo business. Um, I would love for it to become my job long term. And that's like the one of the more relevant social media. Oh, it's nowadays. the I would say
1: the most. relevant, uh, yeah. honestly. I, I would agree. Say it's, I agree so with you. I would... position that would be really difficult because you kind of have to right. weigh that pros and cons on. Right. Do I want to? Do I want to open up this avenue of right. new individuals I can reach? Because I guarantee you.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: I would, I'd be. I would love to know the the, the raw stats of like how many. Junior military members are on those platforms. Oh, God. I would say it's I at ima- least yeah. 70, 80 percent. I would I would yeah, say Yeah, I imagine
0: Eat. it is staggering. And I know, like, shout out to Christina. She's my friend that I was talking about. Um, she's a chief that does a bunch of stuff on TikTok. And she's a she's a reservist, so she's a cop uh when she's not deployed, which she just got back recently, I think. But um she, is she does the a one ton that did of stuff. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If you go back heard, to, did you?
1: I heard about that before even the chief season or anything like that. Like, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's that it's song, been a while. Well, that song's yeah. That that went across. Uh, oh across yeah. Branches. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: No, I yeah. know it was everywhere. She got a lot of hate. I did a an episode called "Keep Scrolling." If you want to listen to her talk about it, but it's I like, did, yeah, I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like a, <laughs> she's I, awesome. She's she, one of my favorite humans. But I, I, she gets a ton of engagement on TikTok. And so I'm just like, and from sailors, like from junior military members and sailors who then like ask her questions and then she mentors them. She does a bunch of really cool stuff. And so I'm like, it's super tempting because that's the whole point of this is to reach people. But I really am creeped out by TikTok and like the weird things that they're able to do and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know, man, I don't know if I need to do it or if I it's worth doing. Cause I feel like like if I can do it in a way that mitigates all the, all the bad stuff, by like just getting my phone that's like not and I maybe I like I don't know because then as I'm scared like if cross-contamination like if I like spillage like if I connect it to my wi-fi will it just like eat all my other things and now it's on all my other devices and whatever I don't know I'm not that smart but I uh I'm creeped out by it and have thus far uh avoided it no. but my wife has it, so it was
1: uh, it was yeah. funny because, like, I think like the next day, I had like two or three chiefs come up to me, and like we deleted it last night, and I was like,
0: "Yeah, <laughs> good, good." <laughs> I remember, dude. I remember I went to career counselor school back in the day, uh, and there was this dude. He was a CT of some kind, and he was like talking about uh, he was an ethical hacker, um, and he was just explaining. And I mean, this was like I made chief in two thousand eleven, so I was in this school probably two thousand eleven. 2012 and he was telling us about some of the capabilities to like spy on your phone and monitor your screens and all the stuff like way back then he was telling us like dude you you if I was able to tell you all the things you would be terrified of like ever putting anything private out ever on social media on your phone or whatever and this was so long ago that I'm like thinking about like the Capabilities today that we probably don't know about. And I'm just like, I, cause that's the other side of that argument is I think to myself, I'm like, I mean, ISIS has my social security number at this point. So, like, should I just, should I just like go all in and just download TikTok? Like, I don't know. Like, it's like, I feel like almost like as I try to, try to be as like as private as I can, like, I'm the guy that like I use DuckDuckGo and I use other browsers. Like, I have Brave for this and I use Firefox uh, as well, but that's pretty much it. Um, I use brave on my phone. Like I'm trying, I use signal with a lot of my friends. Like I'm trying to be, and I've went into like the settings and tried to like, you know, like, I don't want you to track my data and I don't want you to do this that, and the other thing, but I don't know, like, is that really doing anything or is like, am I no, just completely? It, you, are mit-
1: you are mitigating now? If someone wants to specifically target you, I mean, that's a different thing. Yeah. So I mean, right. you being a little bit more of a public figure, I mean, I don't know. That's that's where you're going to have to kind of make that personal choice. But I don't think that the yeah. answer is like, oh, because I, I hear it often because I've kind of given this spiel before where, oh, I don't care who has my information. Like, I don't know I if necessarily, do. I don't know if anyone actually, yeah. I think that that's something that people say, but I don't think people actually truly believe that. I almost think I that they care. say that without- I
0: just- feel like they already have it <laughs> like i'm just like thinking about it like i've probably done enough dumb things up to this point point. plus like you know the military makes you put your social security number on freaking everything until every like, five years ago so it's like i'm just at this point and then opm got hacked so then i'm just like oh yeah ah, at this well, point a... i mean all I'm the terrorists the, uh, have the my lifetime
1: members of uh of the uh the uh whatever um so credit check and all that because of the yeah. uh, pm
0: stuff. Oh yeah, Something yeah, I have out. life lock alerts and all this other crap, but I don't know, man. I'm like I look at it like at this point I've signed my life away so many times that I feel like they I'm already compromised at such a level that does it even really matter or does it or I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's I weird. Mean, it's that individual's <laughs> choice though. Like that's the only thing. Yeah. I just people people but just that's, have to make that I don't choice. F- at least being aware of what. Yeah, I don't. F-
0: I don't feel qualified to make the choice, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what choice I'm making, really. Like, uh, what does it mean if I decide to? uh, Because, like, I feel like most people, like, have probably heard, like, what they would qualify as rumors about TikTok being bad, but like, well, everybody else is doing it and they're fine, so whatever, it's probably fine. And like, I oh, that
1: data's going somewhere and until I yeah, or like the elsewhere, oh the.
0: The government wouldn't allow it if it was bad. And it's like, oh, my God, you have way too much confidence in our government. But it, it's like, yeah, I, 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 but I also don't quite know, like, you know, I know enough about the TikTok stuff to know that I don't want that on my phone. But
1: I mean, how I mean, do I know that? There-
0: it's clear. How do I know like, there's I mean, not ten apps on it doing the same thing, or, or like a milder version or something? Right nah, now, I mean, like there I, could I be. Know. I
1: mean, I mean, it's not hard yeah. for hackers to get into someone's computer and turn on the cameras, yeah. turn on their microphones. I mean, right, record right. Record like that, uh, especially if you have like home security cameras and everything like that. Yeah. That kind of stuff is you know for for a hacker if they truly want it.
0: Right. But I mean,
1: why would you throw your information just into the into the pool? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. i uh, yeah. unnecessarily, I guess, you know? Yeah. Doing, and I guess that's,
0: that's why I drew the line at TikTok. I guess, but like, eh, whatever. Um, what, uh, I don't know. What have I, have I, uh, not asked any questions? Oh, I got, I got one fun one cause I think I see it behind you, but your thing is pixelated a little bit. How do you feel about the space force logo looking like star Trek? How do guardians oh. feel about the logo looking like the Star oh, Trek pin? <laughs> it, well,
1: so that's not that, uh, that neither one of those. So that's, uh, the circle one is, uh, Sif Sick. That's, uh, the mm-hmm. component command for I'm talking it. about the,
0: the one, on the, the one floor, on the floor. I thought
1: so. That one's, uh, that's, uh, the field command. So, like I was telling you, we're cleaning out our office. We're getting ready to switch. I'm getting ready to switch okay. positions. So I just put yeah. a bunch of stuff to include my vessel, uh, home. Yeah, I see it. And yep. so, um, <laughs> uh, you know the as far as the logo goes okay I get the jokes and everything i i, yeah. I like i like it but I mean you kind of have okay. to like deltas because uh the space force uniform has deltas everywhere you got little well little and that's what books. I was
0: gonna ask too is like I saw the dress uniform that looks kind of like star Treky a little or like it just looks a little like Futuristic or space like or whatever. I don't know. Can't like, wait. To, I, can't
1: wait to swap in my Air Force One for it. Like I still really right yeah. now. I still have the Air Force One because they haven't gone into okay. mass
0: production. I did throw
1: my okay. name into the hat for. They have a. Uh, they're going to start doing like the wear te- uh, wear testing and everything. Yeah. Like that. Uh, that starts pretty soon, so uh, hopefully I get picked up because I just I think they yeah. issued one. So you okay. have uh, to wear it like four days out of the week. I Ah,
0: um, uh,
1: okay. But yeah, no, the uh, they almost uh, they're technically a blue, but it almost looks like black yeah. and gray. Honestly,
0: yeah, um, and I think
1: the, the buttons that go across,
0: and yeah. everything. is definitely. I don't definitely think it looks different. bad. Like, I think it looks like somebody drew a lot of inspiration from some sci-fi movies. But like, I don't yeah. think that's necessarily a bad thing, though, because I feel like I'm kind of a dork about like I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, I like a lot of the, like the, that's st- stuff in that vein. And so like, I feel like if I was ever in the space force, I'd be leaning into it. I'd be like, this is like, I get to pull, I get to be in the thing that I like so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, the actual like a real space Life- force
1: logo, what's cool about that. And I actually use the the season as kind of like a way to, you know, um, talk about space force and everything like that. And so there is yeah. a little bit of like tradition, tradition in history that they're trying to and, and, uh, culture their tra- trying To establish, so I know like the logo, the actual uh, Space Force Delta logo, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that we wear on our, our uniforms, like it has some symbology in it where you know it's got um, four little pillars that make up, uh, essentially the Delta. And of course, the Delta is supposed to look like a rocket, of course, because
0: you know, right space and some rockets in the space, it. yeah.
1: But the four pillars are actually supposed to represent the uh, four branches of service that we primarily support, you know, Air Force, Navy,
0: Army. oh, okay that's kind of
1: cool thing. so it's yeah it's a cool little thing a lot of people don't a lot of people i didn't even know that. so i was like, yeah what do i uh, need yeah. to learn I about was... space force so i know everything because i know as soon as the season started i'm going to get asked a thousand questions about this right force and space force
0: yeah, uh, yeah. so yeah go... and i mean it's cool that they actually thought through it because it looks like they copied star trek's homework and i'm just like all right what's going on here but like it's cool that there was more thought put into it because i didn't know that like that's pretty neat. That yeah, and uh, then you know, the, they, the
1: star, like in the inside of it, is supposed to. I, I think it's supposed to be like the core values, which we have our um, our four C's: character, courage, connection, commitment, kind of thing. So okay, it's huh. uh, I don't know. They're they're trying to they're trying to build it. But, they're like, yeah, know, all trying this, to, all to build an identity. Is, yeah. All of this is you know new. Like I mean, that's the, yeah, uh, yeah. We're a blank blank slate kind of thing. Right. Uh, I just what I don't want, and it's not a it's not a poke to the Air Force. I just don't want to be Air Force two point which is my yeah, growing biggest yeah. concern um when we we're having these discussions so it, it's nothing nothing to jab at them i just the we need to break away from the air force right. like yeah. you know so throughout the season I, I know i was constantly correcting people They'd Be like oh we got an air force person going through the season They'd be like no, space force uh blue name tape's not brown um kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of, you know just trying to you know, well,
0: plus I'm pretty sure your name tape says Space Force on it, so it's like try reading, like yeah, like, but I mean, like right hair sewing on my shirt,
1: yeah. Like, but how many times have you probably been, uh, probably been off base sure. or whatever, and a civilian goes, "How's it going?" You know, soldier yeah, or something soldier, like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like I'm in the uh, Navy, actually, even though I totally look like a soldier in this uniform with my coyote brown boots. So, yeah. good times. All right, man. Uh, any save rounds or alibis? Anything we didn't talk about? You want, that you want to talk about?
1: I think we covered everything. No, I, I appreciate yeah. it. So I, I, I definitely, definitely man. leaned heavily on some of your podcasts. So you know, anyone yeah. that gets picked up uh, next year, you know, there's definitely some. Definitely the uh, all the uh, was it that not the teaching of the creed the um,
0: initiation chronicles. The initiation yeah.
1: chronicles were good. Uh, honestly, the uh, the hot wash one that just came out. That one's that mm-hmm. one's really good. So.
0: Yeah. You know, if you can remember, I'm in the business of season. what what the cheese must calls spoon feeding, so
1: <laughs> yeah, no, <that's, laughs> so I, won't, I won't lie. So, did you have you listened to the one that uh that just came out, the, the hot wash one that you've listened I to? I listened
0: to, yeah, I listened to part of it. I haven't listened to the whole thing because I was uh about to leave town, so I was like, I trust yeah. Bob enough to and I know he edited it, like, I trust him enough to know that that the content is yeah yeah. no i'm just saying that's why i didn't listen to it because i didn't really have time yet and so I just was like, I got the audio to sound about like how I wanted to. And then I just did the intro, outro, chopped it together and posted it because I had to like go finish packing and get so out good playing. Kind of
1: spoons in there. I'll just say that. Yeah, That's, I yeah. bet.
0: Yeah, I bet. And I love I know the two people that he interviewed pretty well, too. So like, I know they're they're fun. So like that, I'm sure the conversation was awesome. Um, but yeah, it was cool to hear them
1: go through a lot of the same issues and problems yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. I know they're, they're talking about like the egg division and everything. And it's like, Oh, yep.
0: Same, yep. same thing. So, <laughs> well,
1: I mean, that, that tells me alone because you know, it was, I don't, which, uh, I don't even know which command that was. Or
0: they're at, they're at basic enlisted submarine school in Groton, Connecticut. That's okay, where so, they're all, they're all.
1: So that tells me that, at base. that. Overall, I think the process works just because it was cool to hear them in a completely different other, uh, location, other rates yeah. experience a lot of, and have a lot of like, maybe not heartburn is not the right word, uh, but a lot of the same like struggles and right. um, problems when coming to yeah, yeah, frustrations yeah. Yeah. and you know, uh, maybe the, uh, aha moments were, were very yep. much, they sounded like they were very much the same. So no, it was, yeah. it was, it was cool. No, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a great episode. Um, so uh, would, I'm
0: going to have to, I'll, I'll listen to it tonight probably cause I'm doing a bunch of other stuff, but yeah, I definitely, I was looking forward to that one. Cause I know all three of them really well. So I'm like, well, I know all three of them pretty well. I know Bob really well. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to hearing that discussion. I heard Pete, just the probably the first 10 minutes and I really I was like, "Oh, this is good." <laughs> like I'm going to have to go back and listen to this. I wish we would have got video, but I know like he wouldn't they wouldn't have wanted to I don't think to be on video anyway, but um but yeah, man, cool. I'm I'm glad it's I'm glad it's been helpful and I appreciate you doing it. This was fun and uh, I no like problem. To, I like to get the other perspectives. Um so it's cool to I've always wondered because I've seen so many like uh, uh, like people from other services and I I've known a couple guys too uh, that have done it and that I, I've talked to them about it and they've always been very, very enthusiastic about it, which I always thought was funny because it's kind of like, um, you know, the grass is always greener or whatever, where it's like I have all these criticisms of it and I have all these things to say about how it can be better. And it's like I stand by all of those, but I know it has a lot of value as well. And I know it, um being one of the few robust leadership development tools we have it's like i don't want it to go away i just want it to be better because we have such a a dearth of other like there's just not a lot of other options throughout the entire development uh of an enlisted sailor in the navy so it's like it it has a lot of value, but also we could do so much better. So, but I'm glad it, as long as everyone's getting
1: the same thing, I think that's the biggest thing is as long as it's universal, which I've heard it's not. And that's probably not.
0: It's not totally, you know, it's there's definitely threads, but it's not as universal as people like to think it is. Like if you, if you ask chiefs, a lot of them will probably tell you that it's the same thing everywhere. And it's not, it's Uh, it should be, it should be, Largely the same product everywhere. There should be a lot more parity, but I also think that, you know, like uh, the, when you go warfare community to warfare community or platform to platform, or like, you know, CBs are, aren't on ships. So it's like it, for them to do the same season as somebody on a destroyer doesn't make any sense. And I want them to build CB heritage into it, not surface yeah. navy, haze, and Gray they, absolutely, they absolutely did. It. And they well, do, cool yeah, exactly. The Point
1: goo guys come down, like I said, when we when we did events with those, and I kind of I kind of got exposed. So, something I will say before, before you go, um, one of the ways I was actually able to sell this whole idea of going through the season because I did end up having to actually find a job down there was luckily yeah. <laughs> uh, back in uh, back in June uh, the Navy actually gave up a command over to Space Force which was uh oh. what we now call um 10th space uh 10th space operations it was mm-hmm. um the naval uh, cuz the navy actually flew a couple different satellites they had the okay. uh, going to laugh at the name UFO muos and sat ah. someone's <laughs> got humor <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so good. those satellites actually transferred over. And so they brought all those mm. individuals over. Now, the vast majority of them were civilians. There were some officers uh, at that particular location. They didn't have any enlisted personnel. So when I saw that there was um, uh, an a, a actual Space Force detachment down there, like I mm. reached out to their leadership, essentially and be like, Hey, do you want free chicken? Uh, you know, master (laughs) sergeant come down here. I can do do X, Y, and Z. And they were like, Oh, perfect. We don't have an SEL. We would (laughs) love to kind of, kind of get your feel for how we should do it because honestly they've never had an to personnel there before. Yeah. Just, they've never space
0: forced before. Like, of course, because it's all new. So like, yeah.
1: So that was my cool. sales pitch. So I was working actually at Magoo, uh, driving back and forth and it's about a 10 mile mm.
0: drive between, uh,
1: Magoo yeah. and Wainimi. And so, uh, I had an opportunity. So like when I was like on lunch breaks or whatever, like that, uh, I was just like randomly walking into, uh, you know, different Buildings on Magoo with my vessel and everything like that, like yeah. where are your chiefs kind of thing, and so yeah. <laughs> they ate that up. They loved like just like uh, I, got, I got I got I got brought around, and so that actually ended up, um, you know, getting me an invitation down to the uh, San Diego um, Chief Pride Day. So that was oh, nice. that was a crazy experience. Like yeah. seeing, talk about something me, the most unique thing that I witnessed was. Um, it was so cool to see so many. I mean, I would assume thousands. San, yeah. Of, San Diego
0: yeah. is a big one. Cause they have the enlisted leadership foundation is there. It's just like a nonprofit run by retired fleets. And so like, there's a big gathering there more. So I, th- I mean, Norfolk's probably huge too, but yeah, but it was that's cool a big to see one.
1: beyond. And that's the reason why I think a lot of the, the, the guys at the CB command, they were like, this is a great opportunity for you to see beyond just like, yeah. you know, the, the, just the, the small community that we have here, you'll get to see more of the uh, the big Navy kind of stuff like that. And so uh, that went really well. I don't know if, I don't know how plugged into a lot of the other chiefs, social media stuff, but, um, so before I went there, I had, I had done my edition of how long have you been in the space force? Yeah.
0: uh, yeah. Now you have have to do it. it. Now uh, you have to do it you gotta for to the find listeners. It. You got to <laughs> find it.
1: You got to find it. You got to find it. Come on. Oh, I'll find it. I'll yeah,
0: find so, it. Yeah. So it's,
1: <laughs> and it is, it is as nerdy as you would expect it to be. Oh, like, that's amazing. referencing like, you know, like, um, <laughs> just I'll do, the, I'll do the, the beginning part, but it's in a like a nerdy voice, and it's like, an eternity, my mother was a Jedi, my father, Starfleet uh, Captain, and it just uh, spirals uh, into just the goofiness, yeah, yeah. and then, it, then it, ends, it ends with binary, and so that was like the killing moment. Like, so you know, I'm talking about. You know it starts into like um and i had to like do this like hand thing to like memorize the binary it's like yeah, one yeah. zero zero one zero, zero zero one zero and so i go through <laughs> the whole process and end up memorizing kill for uh the word kill in binary for it yeah and it, 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 went, it went really well but on the cheese that's mess, funny. When, I was, when i was coming back from um because we were driving up and we were driving back Probably about 30, 40 minutes on the way back, my phone blew up. Someone had posted a video, like they had recorded me, posted a video on uh, a bunch of yeah. the uh, chief's Facebook groups. And uh, ah. they're like, oh, it looks like you had fun in San Diego. Yeah. And, all this, all <laughs> and, the other. and so I was like, what happened? What happened? They're like, I don't uh, know. Yeah, you might be famous. And someone sent a uh, screenshot of my goofy ass. Ah. Like, doing it. I was like, not... yep, I did it
0: that's hilarious yeah i'm definitely gonna find that video
1: <laughs> so i end up i think i i think after that i ended up getting like it was almost requested at least every other day that someone yeah like, oh, i heard you have a how long you've been in the navy
0: you know, yeah like that. <laughs> Which I. Learned good, that,
1: one. I learned that one too so that was that was a funny yeah one. i mean that was you know a good icebreaker i mean i get the purpose right it and it's, 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 yeah.
0: awesome. it's good times that's hilarious i can't wait to see that man <laughs> <laughs> but, all right um, man well thank and, you so much no for problem. doing this no problem this is amazing. If, uh,
1: if you have any other questions um you know or about you know the service or anything like that or if any of your uh viewers have questions um you, know, you can send them send them my way or you know okay. send me their stuff like i'm trying to you know at least be a good representation for space force yeah. and trying to you know hey we do exist and we do have an mission yeah, yeah. and it is important and everything like that so Uh, I just want us to, because I, again, a lot of people even internally to the military just have no clue what we do at all. And that's, that's not, none of that is classified. Like there's most of that, most of the big mission stuff is, is unclass. It's just people just don't, um, don't, don't know. And they don't know that heck before they even get to work, they probably already touched three or four things that, you know, are space dependent and that the world would just be crazy without us. So,
0: right. (laughs) Just here, here
1: to sell, here to sell the good news of space.
0: Oh yeah. that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'll throw your email address in the show notes. So if anybody wants to reach out uh, and and talk to you about anything, they will be able to do that.
1: Awesome. Hey, I appreciate it.
0: All right. I hope y'all enjoyed that. Uh, I had a great time. Seth is awesome. Uh, It was uh, a very cool learning experience for me. I, I knew effectively nothing about the space force. Um, I followed the like developments on social media. And then, um, I think I know like one person that's sort of adjacent to it that had applied. And, but it's like, I don't, I've never met anybody that's actually in the space force. He was the first person I've ever talked to. So it's cool to get an idea of like what that's like. I mean, they're, they're creating a military branch, like effectively from scratch. Um, Like he talked about, they pulled a bunch from the Air Force, obviously. But yeah, um, it was very cool. And I really enjoyed uh, hearing about his experience going through the chief season. It's something that I've known it happens. um, And I've met, uh, I think, one or two. Like, I I know my buddy Tony was a master gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps. Great dude. Uh, he He went through initiation when he was a gunnery sergeant. Um, loved it. And, and it, well, that's, what's interesting to me about for all the things that I criticize. It's like um, when I, I consistently say, I still believe there's value to it. And a big reason why besides my own analysis and experience with it is those people, uh, the other branches and services that go through it. Um, I've never met somebody that hasn't like really loved it. And even like, We'd went through um, an event with the Marine Corps detachment at a base I used to work at where we just had a bunch of gunnery sergeants that were prior drill instructors, put our selects through like a fun team building event. And just that, like they didn't go through the actual season, but just that they were like, man, this was so cool. Thank you for like allowing us to be a part of it. We had so much fun. So it's like um, it's interesting to see how it's viewed by an outsider and, how it's appreciated by an outsider which is kind of bizarre to me in a way um because my first uh like assumption i guess is that people are going to react negatively to some of it um it probably speaks to the evolution of it over time where even though I i still think we could do far far better and we're missing the mark on a lot of things um I mean, in comparison, when you're doing it, when you're grading it on a curve, apparently we're doing some stuff, right? Which is again, like why I do still think there's value uh, to be pulled from that process. But anyway, um, I hope y'all enjoyed it. It was super fun for me. Um, If if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't go up the shit podcast at gmail.com. You could Facebook message us. Don't go up the shit podcast. Or you can DM us on Instagram or Reddit or discord at DGS podcast, just for a, public service announcement um a listener reached out about uh the discord and putting it on the website and stuff it's like the discord channel that we have for the podcast is for patreon subscribers uh so if you want to be <laughs> if you want to be in on that go uh check out patreon.com slash d guts podcast uh if you can't support us is for as little as five bucks a month uh, there's all kinds of cool benefits and it scales up from there. But uh, the Discord interactions is one of them. And pretty soon, once we get enough people in there, we're going to start recording podcasts um, using like inputs from them and then doing like a, a kind of like a live Q&A on, D- on uh, Discord like I've done with the Navy Discord server. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I- I'm really looking forward to getting that community built built up. So if you can, if you can, and you're willing support to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. You can also go to the main website, dgutspodcast.com. There's a donate button there. And there's also a link to don't go up to ship apparel, some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public at dgutsapparel.com. Uh, if you want to support us that way, you get all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, There's stickers, shirts, hoodies, all kinds of cool stuff. And and we've put a lot of work into that. Um, So if you want to support us, those are the best ways to do it. Uh, If you can't commit financial resources to it, you can always just like, share, subscribe and review us on all the platforms for podcasts and YouTube and all that stuff. It it helps to get the content out there if you're following us and subscribing to us and sharing the content, and tagging your friends in it and whatever. Um, so, you know, if you, if you don't got the funds, no big deal. We understand. Uh, you can just do, do it that way for free just by interacting and sharing and, and reviewing and stuff on, on all the platforms for all the things. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. Hey! Shout out to our awesome patrons. We've got L- Ryan Lebrecht. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. We got my man Seth that I just talked to on the podcast. Greg Robbins, Victoria, Living Good. Hopefully, I said it right that time, Victoria. And William McIver. You guys are amazing. You're enabling us to do a lot of the awesome things that we're, we're waiting on funds to do. And we really, really appreciate your support. If you want to support us, go to patreoncom podcast and become a member today.